What up? Uh, I'm Mo. Episode 5. We're still alive. Don't be a jive, turkey. All right. Um, you know, I think the podcast is going great. It's the first one I've actually recorded since it's been out in the wild. It's been out and open. Uh, you know, we got some changes going on I'll get to here a little bit. And, uh, you know, so far I'm pretty happy. Happy with how it's going. Hopefully you listeners are happy as well. If not, write us an email, apodcastmo.gmail.com. I'll read what, what you hate about it. Uh, why not? Also, send us music there if you got it. Um, <clears throat> the thing I really need to get to is our Patreon, all right? Patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. It's making all the dreams come true. Uh, you can go there and sign up to be a patron. We have three tiers. All right, We have a fan. That's a dollar or more a month. A better fan is $5 or more a month. And a co-producer is $10 or more a month. Now, our co-producers are, we've gotten some new ones since the podcast has come out. So I got to make sure I get them all. We got my mother, the original uh, co-producer. Uh, it's your boy h2.com, Forgotten One, Graveyard Entertainment, and Bradster X, our new co-producer, first time being a co-producer. Now, um, that's what you get for being a co-producer. You get shouted out and recognized on the episodes. If you're a better fan, you will get access to our secret show episodes. There is one out now with me and Skinny talking about my awkward sex moments. Uh, we just drank and smoked. Uh, for my memory, we got kind of wild. Um, let me go ahead and play a little clip from that now. Hell yeah. <laughs> but instead of admitting to it, like I would today, like if this happened today in my marriage, I would be like, sorry, you know, whatever. <laughs> and we would move on. You're a good pussy. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> right. I'll, it's exactly what I'd say. I'd be like, it's just too fucking good. But what I did there, because I'm a fucking douchebag, is I was like, I don't know if we should do this. Like I acted like I had second thoughts about it. And I was like, I don't know. And she was like, what? But I like, there was the one condom and it was full of fucking cum. And I was like, I don't know about all this. <laughs> and then I just fucking left. Yeah. So if you're interested, uh, become a patron at the better fan level and you can hear about those stupid stories that, Honestly, it was a fun time with with uh, Skinny. Uh, we need to set up our next one. Uh, hopefully, Snappy will be involved as well in the next secret show. And the topic, I believe, will be drugs. So we'll see how that one goes. Um, <clears throat> also, uh, I have thought about, I'm not making an announcement yet. If Skinny's down, I would even try to make another bonus episode just for patrons. You know, $5 a month for those episodes. I feel like just one a month might not be enough. You know, I feel like people might want more. So if that's something we can do with minimal effort, I might do it. But if people out there, if you're like, hey, listen, you don't have to. What you're doing is killing it. Just keep doing this for now. Let me know. We'll take the feedback. And we'll see what happens. Um, also, for our, our fans and just all the patrons, um, something I am also starting now is the episodes come out one day early uh, 24 hours early on our patreon.com website, uh, patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. If you're a patron, like I said, um, I'm going to be putting just all the audio for that on 
are the Patreon side. So you can actually listen to all these episodes just through the Patreon app or going to the website, whatever. Um, listen to the audio there. Um, the reason I decided to make sure to upload the audio there, honestly, was because the day episode two came out for like an hour, it claimed our anchor fucking page disappeared. And so we had no episodes and then they came back and everything was fine. But I didn't like that shit. So um, we're just going to make sure to it'll be there a day early for patrons. It'll be there for the public the date when the same time it comes out anywhere else. So if you're listening and you want to know one place you don't always be, it's patreon.com slash podcast with Mo. Also, you can write comments there. You know, it has like a whole comment section under every episode. So if uh, people really want to, you can definitely do that. Um, all right, I think that's all my... All the things I got to get through. Oh, yeah. Merch shop shop. Uh, I think it's a podcast mode or something. Again, I'll have a link uh, to that merch shop uh, in the description of these episodes. Uh, we got the season two logo shirts. Uh, they look really good. Um, you know, if you want one, go get one. You know, also, I think you can get like on a coffee mug and all kinds of a, a hoodie. Possibly a hat, you know, all kinds of random stuff like that. Um, so go check it out if you are interested and want to support the podcast that way. We'll take it. All right. This uh, thing I'm getting to on this side, the the theme, I guess, of episode five here is Collins. We're calling the homies. We're calling the patrons. Uh, and uh, we're going to call Bradster X first. He is a uh, rapper out of Pittsburgh, PA. Um does some horrorcore music in October does uh, not exactly horrorcore, but you know, it's inspired by, you know, but other type of music, uh, rap music as well. I mean, I collab with him a lot. I'm a big fan of him as a artist, but also he's an internet friend you know, where we, we chatted up often. I should, I send him TikTok videos and he reciprocates the, the sending of the TikTok videos. So anyway, just someone to call here. Um, let's, let's, Play the jingle and uh, give a call. Let's give him a call. What up? What's up? What up? What's up, man? How you doing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What up? What up? Hello, hello. Man, I'm alive, so ain't nothing to complain about, brother. How you feeling on your end? Honestly, I'm super shy and introverted, and it's weird to have people I've never met before uh, talk to me, but we're going to do that right now. Great to be on, man. I feel like... Yeah. What's good, bro? How you doing? Hey, Mo. What's going on, man? Um, Are we recording? How's it going, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Glad to be here for season two, you know? Got you on episode... Uh, episode five of course here and uh i I have been teasing that you might do a skit someday on the podcast so no pressure but we're gonna keep teasing it until it happens oh it'll they'll definitely be coming uh i'll get into the last ride and like where where a lot of the skits came from but there'll be more coming down the road i just need like the the right mindset to to start like hammering these out you know i've been in understand but yeah, there's definitely more coming and like Soko sending ideas in the group chat and shit. Funny as hell. So, I mean, I, I'm totally in on the one idea. I just told Coop today about it. Actually, he was laughing his ass off. So we're going to definitely figure it out down the road here. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, we have this little group chat. I need to invite a couple more people that want to be a part of the podcast. 
And I do appreciate Soko. And I think he's going to be on this episode as well. But he's like all gung ho about it. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, let's do more. And he's like, just sent me a random top five list the other day. It was like for whenever you need it. Like the, he just sent me the audio that he recorded on his own. And I was like, hell yeah, man. So, oh, that's badass. Hell yeah. I, you'll, so if y'all like them, y'all listeners, if y'all like all these uh, co-hosts, you should hear more of them. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, get in the last ride. But you had this album come out last year, uh, right after the season one ended. It, of course, had everyone's favorite co-host, Snappy, um, all over it. You pulled the audio from this podcast. Um, so, like, yeah, how did all that come to be? Was it really like, because, you know, I've mentioned this many times. I sit down and I just kind of start creating. You know, I don't have this master vision of like what something's going to be at the end. Right. So is that what you did or did you be like, no, no, I know exactly the whole story or whatever. So at first I was kind of like, it was probably like June, July. Uh, you could check back on like my IG posts and shit. I was like kind of on my way out. Like mentally, I'm like, I don't even want to fucking rap. Why the fuck am I rapping? Like, do I want to do this? I'm like thinking like, cause if I, it's either I stop now and I can do something else or like it's now and forever. Like I can't stop. And right. yeah, I, I understand. So, so to me, it was like, I had to make a decision. I had a couple songs that were like, not very good. And like, I was just kind of down on myself and, you know, a lot of, I was talking to a lot of people and, you know, uh, shout out lamb, uh, drew ski, drew lar, whatever he's going by now. He knows who he is. Uh, yeah. but, you he know, you a couple collabs on a, the mode.beatstars.com. Y'all go listen to him. You know, you helped me out. And of course, Snappy, like, you know, just just giving me little boosts and shit here and there that I needed. And, uh, you know, Snappy's been like such a big fan throughout all of this. So I wanted to, like, do one big album like that's just like if it is our last album, it's going to be like our best album, too. So it was like the last ride in the sense it's our last like we had a whole road thing going from going in circles, road to nowhere, detour, fucking, uh, you know, intersections. Yeah. So many, so many, I'll keep on driving, uh, you know, little things in the talk. And so this was like two meanings, like last ride, like it's the end of the road for, for the, the whole gimmick there, whatever you want to call it, or it's the last ride. Like this might just be fucking it. So if it's it, I got to like go in and go fucking hard. And I had like me and Coop both had this like slight vision of like, we need to incorporate Snoopy's or uh, Snoopy uh, snappy somehow. <laughs> and, you know, it we're thinking and, and we're like, all right, we got to hurt. Who's going to be the hearse driver. We needed a hearse driver through this whole thing for the last ride. And so why not fucking snappy? This is perfect. Started ripping fucking snappy uh, snippets off of, your podcast, you know, and, and I, afterwards there are some, I wish I could have grabbed. I've heard some after the fact that I'm like, damn, but I grab I grabbed them anyway, just in case we need them. But you know, the whole concept was like just a, our, our they're literally taking us to our last ride. It continued the second after our last album in October, last October in uh, what would that be? 2021 called dead end. And this was like a direct continuation from that where they pick us up after the show that there's like a show at the end of dead end. They pick us up. It's snappy. And he takes us on our last ride. And then, you know, the story gets told through there. Um, he's on 
quite a few skits though. He's he's probably on like four or five skits. Some are marked. Some are like hidden in songs. You know, right. My favorite part. I mean, there's two favorites. I have. I like when uh, I think it's Coop's. Like, I bet he doesn't even smoke weed <laughs> every time. Uh, and I think it's because Snappy didn't act this way. I will say, I heard. I was here when he heard it. He did not act this way at all. But in my mind, I could imagine Snappy being like, "Fuck you, I do too smoke weed." Isn't <laughs> what he said. But in my mind, I like that. Uh, and then you have the one of like. I came to Ada, Oklahoma, 1990, whatever he says. And he's like, and they fed me three meals a day. Like, I just die laughing every time I hear that one, too. It was such a random insert. I was like, this is just perfect. Like, no, no, not that probably, story. Yeah, it's probably was random on the podcast when he said it. It was <laughs> like out of nowhere, too. So it was just perfect. And, you know, there's there's a lot of taking jabs at Snappy throughout. And, and I appreciate him having a good sense of humor about it because there was no like the whole time. I'm like, I really hope you don't get mad about this. Like there's a skit with the chainsaw and everything. And like, I'm just like, I really like this is so funny. I really hope he just he, he takes the joke and he doesn't take offense. And I didn't think he would. But there was like, you know, that little part of me that's like he has to hear it before I release it. I don't want to release right. it. Like it's, this is all for like, not for him, but this is like, he's part of the reason why, like I'm doing this. So, you know, right. I, I mean, you just saying that kind of just reminded me, I'm sure we'll take this into whatever, but I feel like, I think both of us, we feel like we could have been comedians or whatever, you know, like there's like a part of us like, yeah, if, maybe if I would have tried that instead of rapping. So I, I don't mind being the butt of a joke. If, if the joke's funny, you know, like I'm, I'm willing to either be the straight man in that scenario. Um, you know, I find it like in our fir the first time you called into this podcast and you can listen on the highlight episode 14, I think it was 13, something like that. Uh, and you're like, there's another Bradster X, but he's he's gay and he's in Britain. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you're the gay one in America. And like, <laughs> you could have got mad, but you I mean, that's why I was like, God, oh, this guy will be cool. This would be a cool guy. I remember that. That was actually funny, though. Like, I don't get if it's not funny. I'm just like, ah, eh, whatever. And then they're like, oh, you're offended. And I'm like, no, it just genuinely wasn't funny. Like, if it's right. funny, I don't give a fuck. Like, I want like there's a part of me and I'll probably regret saying this, but there's a part of me that wants to be like a meme. Like, I want to be the meme guy, like and have like a uh, the, have that. But like, I know I don't. Once it happens, I'll be like, yeah, fuck this. Right. Well. For me, because this happens in my job as well and other places uh, in the world socially, um, if someone makes a good joke on me, I will take it. But I don't I don't react, really. I don't laugh. And I also don't get all butthurt about it. So a lot of times, whoever the jokester is, they don't like that response. And they'll be like, well, hey, come on. I'm like, I did. I, you can make fun of me all you want, man. You know, I don't know. Like, because sometimes they're wanting the response more than the actual making of the joke. Right. Uh, so. That's some shit I got to work on. But I think that just when I was younger, that was like the defense, you know, against anyone trying to make fun of you for something. You were like, huh, whatever, you know, like as a fat kid, you know, you do a lot of like, I could lose weight. They can't fix ugly. You know, you do like a lot of that sort of joke. Yeah. The little comebacks. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah, you might be skinny, but you're fucking ugly, you know, right? whatever. <laughs> I don't know why. That's just what fat people re really, we really hung on to. There was like t-shirts and shit or it'd be like. Too fat to be kidnapped. Like we, it was our defense mechanism from kidnappers. My, I was always getting the skinny jokes and the skeleton and, you know, shit like that. Right. I get it. I mean, my best friend growing up, he was like real skinny and, and short. Like he was just a small dude. We had a very Chris Farley, David Spade thing going on. Um, it was cool. Sidekicks. Yeah. Um, all right. So, 
one thing I do need to ask you before we play a song here uh, is you've been doing all these TMZ interviews. So you're basically a celebrity now uh, outside of this podcast and your music. You, TMZ hits you up and they want your uh, input on news stories. And then I even saw I saw your first one where you talked about Aaron Carter and then you posted that video up and it's doing numbers, you know. Yeah, um, they're desperate for people. So they hit me up on fucking Twitter. Uh, you want to be on fucking TMZ? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, why not? And fucking so they go through Skype. It's like a whole fucking process. They give you a list of topics. Um, genuinely not interested in many of them, but you have to pick three from them and go from there. Um, yeah, I got the Backstreet Boys. There was something with like Nick Carter. Uh, he was getting accused of raping a girl with autism and she had autism and something else. And yeah, they kind of cut me off during the interview because I was like, where were the yeah, parents? Talked for like five seconds <laughs> and they're like, all right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was, I, I don't know. I didn't think it was, it went over that great, but. It was just all the, the Backstreet Boy tags, and, you know, it's an excuse to use all them fucking hashtags. Right, yeah. They ate that shit up. I tried to do it again uh, earlier this week, and they canceled on me, but they gave me fucking Epstein and UFOs as topics, and I'm like, oh, I yes. Know you were pumped. You are like, yes, here we go. Yeah, like, this is my moment. Fucking, well, give me the blacklist, you know? Like, fucking, I was ready to go in, and for, you only get 10, 20 seconds, so it's like, look fucking you know we need the list Lane's only saying this shit because she knows she's fucking next like I had it already and fucking they're like oh uh, never mean, mind where's Epstein's body at where's have we seen his body yeah are we sure he's dead well and then they, so they cancel that on me and then they're like you want to do this Pamela Anderson story instead on the same day I'm like yeah I guess I'm already fucking here and ready you know and then they just cancel all together they're like we ran out of time blah 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 and I'm like alright fucking whatever so i tried to do it yesterday well i did do it yesterday uh but i fucked up on the screen recording so now i gotta wait for them to upload it to their website screen record it off that and use their fucking footage which is bullshit but that'll be up at some point uh we were talking about well what were we fucking kanye west um attacking the paparazzi she was or she was just a lady i guess she wasn't even paparazzi and my main thing was like just you know, he's done a lot of fucking wacky shit lately, but this isn't one of them. I mean, paparazzi needs to back the fuck off, quit harassing people. They're stalking people, you know, and just people in general, just the way they act with celebrities is really weird. Like the celebrity worship that goes on, you know, yeah. so I think of it every time a celebrity dies, how like people just get up in arms about someone they've never met. That was just in a movie they liked or something. And I'm like, what? Is people are crazy. People It'll are crazy. be like somebody they've never even fucking heard of, but now they act like they love them their whole life, you know? And it's just right. really weird. Yeah, I mean, like, speaking of those highlight episodes, I was going back and listening to when Nipsey Hussle died. I was real honest about it. How I was like, I knew who he was, but he wasn't popular like that. But people acted like he was like, what are you talking about? He was a top five rapper in the game. And I was like, no one was talking about Nipsey Hussle like that. Yeah. But, uh, that's that's just kind of what happens, I guess, when people... Same with all the episodes that since then, like Pop Smoke. Uh, I had known of him because he was an upcoming person, but people were like, "He was the next Tupac or something." You're like, "What?" Yeah, where know. do you, where do they get this stuff? You know? <laughs> yeah, it gets crazy. All right. Speaking of the next Tupac, we're gonna play a song here. 
from our homie Sir Nasty. Uh, the name of this song is Relax My Mind. It is from his new album, Jason Gang. And now, this is the first episode I'm recording since I know this. Uh, I'm like the exclusive home, besides Bandcamp, I guess, of these full songs. You know, like the whole fucking song. Because on Spotify and places, you only get a snippet. So, come here for that full uh, Sir Nasty goodness. Um, so, this is on my beat. Relax my mind. Let's check this shit out. Check it out. What up, OGs? Gangster. Ah. If you were OG, how you gonna be cool with the way these young niggas coming up? What are you stupid? I remember OGs would hit you in your chest like that. Stop holding your hand like that. And nigga, we don't dress like that. And just like that, the whole world got more vicious. Yeah. Niggas say they gangster, but gangsters is getting suspicious. Yeah. My wife is in the kitchen and something smelling delicious. Told my kids that we working. We ain't out here making wishes. If I'm about the food, I'd be damned if I wash the dishes. Discipline with some morals. We don't value the riches. I'm raising me some queens, not some bad bitches. And the ones that used to hate, I know them some mad bitches. And when I got my bag, it was not bad bitches. I need more cheese, Jason Voorhees. My shit is malicious. Fuck with me. Graveyard Entertainment uh. I got a lot of shit on my mind When I get home, I'ma grow the best weed I can find Kick up my feet and relax my mind And when I think about my dogs, it break my heart every time yeah. I got a lot of shit on my mind When I get home, I'ma grow the best weed I can find Kick up my feet and relax my mind And when I think about my dogs, it break my heart every time Yeah if you were OG, how you gonna be cool with the way these young girls coming up? What is you, fool, bitch? I'm a man, I understand if you trying, but you feeding your daughters to the lions. I ain't lying. Trying to be cool with your kids and your shorties. The reason that we fucking grandparents in our 40s. I was raised by 40 while the 40 bottles poured me. I got bad bitches, homegirls, they adore me. They would never leave my side, and they swore me. Woke up to some head, and my hand is clutching a 40. Up about the bed to the fridge and I grab a 40 I've been spitting crack, bitch, I been Jason Voorhees When she come back home with swole lips and sore knees I just punched the code in with no door teeth Remember poor folks, they doubted it And tell them locals, I ain't just rapping, I'm really about this shit Sir. I got a lot of shit on my mind When I get home, I'ma grow the best weed I can find Kick up my feet and relax my mind And when I think about my dogs, it break my heart every time Yeah shit on my mind. When I get home, I'ma grow the best weed I can find. Kick up my feet and relax my mind. And when I think about my dogs, it break my heart every time. Yeah. I got a lot of shit on my mind. When I get home, I'ma grow the best weed I can find. Kick up my feet and relax my mind. And when I think about my dogs, it break my heart every time. Yeah. I got a lot of shit on my mind. When I get home, I'ma grow the best weed I can find. Kick up my feet and relax my mind And when I think about my dogs, it break my heart every time Yeah. Alright, Sir Nasty Relax my mind I just love what Sir Nasty does on my beats You know, I always think he really kills it So I'm a big fan He got the, the flow, it's his flow Like he's got like a certain swag to his flow It works every time Right, yeah, I just really like it And, uh 
his whole album's great. I mean, I guess I would say go buy it on Bandcamp if you want to hear the full thing, but you can, like I said, hear on streaming, uh, the snippets. Uh, it's like the first verse and a hook normally of every song. Um, I would say my favorite on the album is Cool Like That. That one's definitely been my favorite. So if I have to recommend one, go check that one out. And also this one, Relax My Mind, of course. Yeah, Relax My Mind is dope. I like any little stoner jams, you know, as people I'm sure know if they've heard our music. Uh, that's the way we lean. We lean into the stoner jams on collapse, typically. Not always. Oh, speaking of which, I guess I'm trying to figure out my math of when this comes out. And uh, I think like in a week from now, our song uh, A to B Cypher, whatever the fuck I named it. Maybe I just named it A to B. I don't remember. But we have a song coming out in which me and you go back and forth on a song on some rap shit. So uh, y'all go look out for that one. It is scheduled. That one's that one's a good one. I vaguely remember it because it was so many months ago. Right. But was, like now that now that you say it, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was sick. I don't remember. I put it right. It's coming at the very end of February or the very beginning of March. I don't really remember when I scheduled it, um, but it's going to be on my album Classy, um, which is all vinyl sampled beats. So I'm pretty excited about that. Honestly, that whole album might get pulled. I mean, it's just all samples. I didn't clear anything, you know, so we'll see. <laughs> We'll see if it's still, I think I don't think I have enough listeners. Anyone cares, but uh, I think that's pretty fun. And uh, yeah, we did this like in a week, maybe not even a week, maybe a couple of days. I was just like, let's just go back and forth. So I did, I think, uh, like eight lines and you did eight lines. And then I had four that I wrote for you. And you were like, well, you just do those. And then I did. So then we kind of went like at a awkward back and forth sort of timing wise, but it all worked out. Uh, think we pulled it off, you know, and I've always wanted to do one of those, but they're, they're pretty tough to do with someone, especially over the internet. But I think we did as good as we could. Oh yeah. And I mean, in person, of course, it's a lot easier, but we pulled it off for sure. So y'all go look out for that. It has a picture of Taz and Bugs Bunny on the cover. That could be a pull too, but I didn't care. And we got a collab on your newest one. Uh, I don't feel them. Yeah, I don't feel on uh, different for anyone that wants to go check that out. It is that as well. Um, I really enjoy that. I think it's really fun. I like how we're talking shit because I am a shit talking type person, especially when rapping. And uh, so I got to get that in there. But then we're also kind of being self-deprecating in it as well. So it's like a good little balance that I think we really pulled off. Are we talking about ourselves? Never know. Bitch, we might be. Uh so yeah, anyway, that's good shit. All right, something else I got to make sure I get in here with you while you're on here. Uh, you and Soko are both huge wrestling fans, but, you know, he has the TV thing co- covered. So I figure we'll talk to you about wrestling. Um, what's going on in the wrestling world? I see basically WWE and Vince, Mc- Vince McMahon left for a minute from what I understand because he had some sexuality or some charges that he paid off women for sex or something like that. And then when he left, everyone loved what happened. And then he got jealous and mad and he came back and was like, fuck you, I'm selling it because no one gets the glory. That's how it's kind of presented to us outside people. So that's more or less what happened. I mean, he knew the charges were coming, so he was on his way out, made Stephanie the uh, CCO, CEO, some shit. Um, I was mainly reading headlines. I just started recently getting back in, but uh, I saw like Vince got out and everything, nothing really changed because the storyline wise, they were still running out. They were trying to finish off like Vince's shit and then start their new stuff. But it did start getting better. There was better wrestling. There was just the stories were continuing from show to show. And Vince came back, but not he's not on creative now. He's just behind the scenes. And basically, he just wants to come back, 
own the company to sell the company. And so now he's like shopping the company around. Uh, there was the Saudi rumor, which I bit right into, which uh, was false. Um, but they were in talks with them. Same with Disney, ESPN, um, Tony Khan, who owns AEW and his dad owns the Jaguars. But I don't think they, they can really, it'd be cool. I think that'd be cool to see AEW buy WWE in the end. It'd just be like a, I don't know, a weird, like full circle thing, but I don't, I don't see it in the cards. Not with Disney, ESPN, Saudis in the fucking or Saudis, I don't know, whatever in the, in the, right in the ring here. I don't see them outbidding them, but it's, it's been in it like almost more interesting outside of the show than in the show lately. But the Royal rumble was great. That just came up. That was a great one. I was actually like really into that pay-per-view and, you know, so, I mean, they, they, it's been stepping up for sure. Uh, as long, I think as long as Vince stays out of creative, it'll probably, that's probably the best bet and keep it out of the Saudi fucking hands. Cause nobody was, as soon as the news came out for that, it was a huge uproar and, and nobody's going to watch it then. It's just going to be like a huge cancel WWE fucking bullshit thing. And see, I'd be okay. Like, I don't mind. Uh, someone like Vince McMahon selling it to the Saudis, getting a whole bunch of fucking money, way more than anyone else would give him. And then all the fans go like, well, we just won't watch it. And then they just get a shell and husk of a thing that no one cares about. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of fun. And like, fuck the Saudis. They have all this money. Like a lot of people say, act like Elon's the richest dude in the world or whatever, but it's not even close. The Saudis right. and the oil thing, they have so much more. They just don't count them on any list because it's like so much more than everyone else. They're like, let's ignore that. Yeah, they can't even count it. Like, right, exactly, one hundred percent. So, but yeah, I get it from like a fan perspective. If you want to keep it going, I get how uh, you know you would see it that way. But it's kind of like in um, golf; they have this Live Golf Tour came in, and they offered all these pro players like millions and millions of dollars to leave the PGA, which is like the normal uh, golf c- competition. And some, a few big names did, but like the fans like boycott like they they're not going to watch or they claim they're not going to watch you know and so we'll see if it ever pays off for the saudi company or not but it's also if you're one of these guys who are like listen they're paying me hundreds of millions of dollars fuck yeah i'm doing it <laughs> like i get it and honestly no in wrestling fans i think if they they're saying they won't watch but they'll watch just to hate on it i mean it, right. it's it's in our blood as a wrestling fan <laughs> so i mean yeah see, i get tagged and I, I share some with you uh, in a lot of those wrestling TikToks. Um, what I've learned, by the way, because me and you are like TikTok video sharing buddies. And what I've learned is to affect your algorithm, what you send people affects your algorithm more than what you like, which is interesting. And so like every time, so like if I send you a wrestling one, that's why I keep getting wrestling ones that pop up and other shit like that. See, I'll like it in the message and then I'll like the actual TikTok. Just to, I don't know which one the algorithm's picking up. Right. But, but for what it's worth, my algorithm for TikTok was bullshit when I first got it. And then whenever you started sending me all these great ass, like become friends with Mo on TikTok, have him send you some fucking memes because he, he, he digs deep. Like there's some of these that got like three fucking likes and shit, but they're hilarious. It's just nobody has seen them. And I'm like, where the, how the fuck's he find these? Like he dug them out of TikTok's basement. Like Jesus Christ. I get so excited when I get one that has like a couple likes only. Because it's rather going to be really shitty lip syncing from some like white trash girl around here. Because I think they did somewhat location based. (laughs) And then or it's going to be like a fucking hidden gem. I'm like, how did I get this? Um, 
but I'm pretty proud of it. And I need more people because there are certain things you don't like. So I'm, right. I'm like, all right, you know, so I've tried to like hold those back. But I'm like, I need someone else to send it. Like, for instance, anytime I see a cool baseball one, I'll send that to Pow Wow. He hasn't logged into TikTok in a year, but I feel like I have to share it because he loves baseball. I do so the like, same. Oh, I saw this cool baseball thing. I share it to people that are like, I never even look at it. And I'm like, you need to fucking open your TikTok and look at these memes. Like, I'm sick of you not fucking seeing them. <laughs> right. And honestly, you have to be kind of quick about it because some of these, especially the ones me and you share together, they'll get pulled down quick. Yeah, there's you know, a couple that I couldn't like because they're already taken down. And I'm like, oh, this one was too good. <laughs> yeah, And, you know, all those are good. Exactly. You know that those are the best ones. Um, all right. Uh, one more thing here before I play another song. And then I, I did send you a third song. So I had a feeling I have another extra topic I was going to dive deep into. But you may want to talk about it as well or may know about it so i'll save that for after this song of course but before the song uh me and you do mention sometimes how snappy and coop of your rap group brad sir x and coop are kind of similar and i find that very funny because i think me and you have certain like creative similarities and then we you'll mention them or i'll mention snappy or something they're like that's just like him or whatever so i just think it's funny how our uh like creative work relationship with our you know or whatever is uh but these people that are very similar. I don't know. I, I like that aspect. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's like it's I don't see. I don't necessarily look at him as like a sidekick because he is a part of it. But whenever he's gone for a few weeks and he's at work and like he doesn't really look at his phone. So then I'm just kind of left there like making just decisions on my own, you know, and hoping he likes it. And genuinely, like he usually does. So it's never really an issue there. But. Like communication can be hard. We've talked about it. We're like, you know, it's just hard to, you know, make decisions if I don't get a text for two weeks. You know what I mean? But right, yeah, it's whenever he's in it, he really is in it. So it's like I can't I don't take anything away from him because, I mean, there's been times like, he, you know, he works these crazy hours and everything. And it's only his one day off a week that he comes down here to do this. So it's like I give him all the credit in the world for that because he's doing 12 hour shifts like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. To, to fucking, you know, whatever. Right. And it's similar to when Snappy was doing two jobs, you know, during season one of the pot. And he was showing up, but he was so tired. And I was like, hey, what do you know? And he's like, I don't know anything. <laughs> like, I don't do Right. And that's kind of how this is. And, and I completely get it, you know. So I don't, I don't, I try not to take anything away from him because when, like I said, whenever he is here, it's like he's in the mode, he's in the, the moment. So, I mean, there's been times he's like been passed out and, you know, I'm like, all right, dude, do your verse. And he hops right the fuck up. Like, I'll be done with mine. And I'm like, all right, your turn. He hops right up, does it like he was just in a sound sleep, you know, right. but like he'll just who pops up. He's in the fucking mood and everything. It's like, all right, cool. Like he's right. surprised and somehow me. you're listening to this and you didn't listen to last week's episode. Episode four, Snappy was on one. So he came with the energy. Oh, shit. I'm not saying that he never does you know most of the time these days you know he is but uh when he was working those two fucking shifts you know fucking working like 60 hours a week or some shit i was like yeah man you look tired <laughs> all the time for example i had this song that i'm working on now and the hook was kind of like simple and boring and shit it was just like one phrase repeated i tend to do that and yeah he came in with like the ooze and fucking and a couple extra things and it just like it changed it all for me you know, so I mean, that's that's like what he brings is like, you know, that extra fucking seasoning to the to the meal, you know, and 
I must say, if there's anything you're ever going to cut of me and I can go back in the audio and pull it after, I think it was episode one of this podcast, I believe, uh, of season two, I said, Bradster X is coming and Coop is a humming. And I thought that was so funny. (laughs) I was so proud of it. So I hope people heard that out there. Someone, someone clip it for us. Yeah, there you go. All the fans, you know, we're on TikTok or we're on YouTube now. So y'all go to YouTube, y'all clip it. Uh, someday I may work on, we have patrons now, you know, we got some patrons. I'm going to try to save some money. I'm going to figure out this video equipment. I don't know how easy or hard it's going to be. I'm feeling it's going to be very difficult to do all this by myself. Um, but I'm, I'm going to attempt it. Damn it. I think y'all deserve to see skinny and snappy. I don't think I'm going to be interesting on video, but I do think those two will be more interesting than they are on audio. That makes sense. I also, I feel like it's more complicated at first, but once you figure it out, it's just like me. I was just trying to figure out OBS to record this shit, which I barely use that software. So I went to, I'm like, all right, record video and it's only doing mono. And it's like, all right, I'm not fucking with this right now, you know, but I think once you get into the routine of it and you know what you're doing, it'll just be like, you're doing it now. Like click, click, click. All right. I'm in the videos on, you're good to go. You know what I mean? It's just the initial getting it all ready is going to be a pain in the ass, I'm sure. That is true. Well, and I don't know, like right now I use Adobe Audition to record the audio. I don't know if I can like simultaneously do the video and then somehow sync them together. Like there has to be some way that makes this all easy, right? Where I can do the audio and the video and all at once and edit it all at once. But then I'm like, maybe there isn't. Maybe this is going to be like a two separate project sort of thing. So I don't know. We'll see. See what happens. Um. But all right, we're going to play another song here. Should we play the one I originally sent you or the one I just sent you? I don't know. And I was, end on the other. I, 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 I like that one you just sent me. That was, It was different. I like it. All right, let's let's play that one next here. And then we'll, when we play you off, we'll do the third song, if that makes sense. Um, all right, this song here is from... Uh, we got this record label that sends us stuff every once in a while. I believe they're over in England, across the pond, mates. Uh, cheerio. Cheerio. Called Big Condo Records. Because I remember I used to think it said Big Condom Records. And I was like, <laughs> balls on these guys. Uh, and uh, the name of this song is Lonely Travelers featuring Sonia O'Grady. And it is by Christy Myers. Sounds maybe Ireland. Ireland. O'Grady. O'Grady. Samuel O'Grady. My my parents are from Lake Erie. Or what, you remember Luck of the Irish on Disney? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that was your time. Um, we're about the same age. I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah. All right. Check us. I sift them back through the middle of the crowd. Didn't catch that train on time So stick around, just admire the nights Still looking for what I can't find So many questions, they drift through the air Some of passion, some despair when I see a stall, you're one with it all And I'm happy just to be here But I wanna be there in the morning 
just to ride around all day Like lonely travelers were talking About the good old ways Of the records of your life Warm and old and just alright Laying down With that old sounding guitar That you let cry out Something different for that ass. Yeah, you don't want the same old thing in your ass. You want something different. And for that, you want Christy Byers with Lonely Travelers. And Sonia O'Grady. Yeah, I, I really liked that. I mean, I liked his voice a lot. I, my first thought was like, I bet his voice would sound even better over a different guitar. For some reason, I didn't necessarily love those combinations. But I do think the song is very good. It seems very talented, you know, and all that. Way more than me. I wish I could sing. Yeah, I like the harmonies in there and everything. Yeah, it was good. Um... All right, the last thing I'm going to talk to you about here, or well, I have two little things, and I was just going to do this one solo, but I looked at them and I was like, you know what? Brad, I bet, would have some opinions on these. Maybe, maybe. The first one is the FTX shit. Have you know anything about the FTX shit? Because I decided to look it all up, talk about it on the podcast to educate the masses that are our listeners. I know, like, the gist of it. Uh, I don't know, like, the deep, deep details, but... I, I, you know, I got the gist of of what he's done and, you know. For sure. So, for people that don't know, um, <clears throat> this is basically a primer. People that do know, y'all can write into the podcast. Let me know when I get wrong because I would love for people to write into the podcast, a podcast mode, gmail.com. Uh, and also send your music there if you want your music played. Um, there's this dude, we call him SBF. Uh, it's like Sam Bankman Freed, I believe is what it stands for. Um, and he was like this boy genius. And uh, no, I was just saying that. Yeah, that's how they were trying to sell him at first. Like a boy genius. Yep. Yeah. They're like, he's a wonderkin. And they put him all over like these economy magazines and shit like that. Right. And so it's all crypto based. So um, people know what crypto is. It's like this fake coin in digital world. It's not necessarily fake, but it's kind of fake. And it's complicated. You know, I ain't getting on the fucking crypto. I don't know n- near enough about it. Um, but basically, FTX was his company he created, him and some other nerds, you know, and it was a crypto exchange. So that means it's something you would go on to and you would use them to buy crypto coins. And then they also had some of their own coins that they sold to people, to my understanding. I personally use Coinbase when I bought crypto um, and still have some in there and all that. But there's many different uh you know, companies that, that do this, that allow you to, to buy these crypto things. Um, 
from what I understand, when this first happened, I remember reading a story about this, and there's another one called Binance, I believe. And uh, they, uh, FTX hit them up basically saying they needed money, and they were like, we'll give you this percentage, or we'll give you whatever for however much money. And they came up to some deal where they end up giving Binance a whole bunch of the FTX tokens or coins. And then so Binance accepted it, but it's, they ended up just throwing them all away or selling them for really cheap. They did something that basically tanked FTX's shit, you know, because they devalued the coin because they gave so many to this other company. So to my understanding, that's how this originally all started to go downhill. Yeah, you're right. As far as I understand. Yeah. And then after that, everything just kind of all crumbled because it is I don't care what anyone says. A lot of these crypto things are pyramid schemes they are it's just you you have to find 10 people to get on board and then you'll get a bonus or whatever you know it's that same fucking shit it's shit coins you know a lot a lot of them <laughs> and it, there's some that do have use and like and, and have purpose but a lot of them yeah they're just because you can make them yourself and just build them off of this the other isn't one even about like if crypto is useful or not i think there's a lot of ways that the uh, crypto chain shit block technology is useful but People are approaching it like a stock thing. You know, they're playing it like it's the stocks in GTA or for our old school listeners, like a Neopets back. They had a very similar thing. Right. And I mean, and I did, too. I'm sure, you know, we all have where we were like, hey, you can get it this. If it goes up to this, you sell it. So like you are using it like that. And then it becomes like a valued commodity or whatever, not this technology, you know, or whatever. I don't know. People weren't treating it like what it was intended for, in my opinion. Um, but again, I don't know much about it. All I know on FTX is they uh, they did crash. $8 billion were lost. And I don't think anyone's like found most of that money. So like once people went in, so this dude gets arrested and people have go into the books of the company and like they just didn't keep record of anything. Like they're using, moving billions of dollars and there's no record. Right. Paper trail. It's receipts. They were just like running it like you would run, you know, your like fucking food truck or whatever. And not even a very good ran one. Like, oh, where'd it go? Right. And um, I think th- there are some scandalous parts of it that make it fun. They were living, uh, I think, in Puerto Rico or somewhere, Dominican Republic, I don't know, somewhere in the fucking Caribbean. And, uh, they there was like 10 nerds, none of them very attractive, just all fucking. It was like a big sex orgy of nerds. And like there's this main woman that like kind of got, you know, plastered as the main one because she doesn't look necessarily that attractive, you know, to the, your classical standards. But apparently they were just all fucking all day getting rich off this crypto world, which I think sounds like the dream. I mean, they'll make a movie about this eventually because or a TV series or something. But, um, you know, it was it was great. Now, what gets weird into the other side of it? Uh, the political aspect is that this SBF dude was the second largest donor in the world to the Democratic Party. So while Joe Biden's running for president, SBF's mom's a Democratic fundraiser. And uh, all this money that they're making that's disappeared or whatever is just getting fed into the political machine. And then also, because I, I think this is fair, there was another guy out of those 10 people live in the house that was the Republican version of FBF. And he was meeting with Republicans, giving them them money. So it wasn't like they were just giving money to the Democrats. They were funding both sides because they were, you know, probably wanting something passed to make them legitimate, you know, whatever. Uh, so it's just very interesting how it all happens. Uh, apparently SBF got arrested like the day before he was supposed to go into Congress and be, you know, answer all these questions uh, I think there's probably clearly some shady shit going on. A lot of crypto guys have been murdered yeah. in the last year. Uh, you know, I think there's probably 
some young nerds were used for some shit by the old elite and they they've outlived their usefulness or, you know, something like that is my conspiracy brain goes to. Um, Cause it all tends to be like weird accidents or just suicides literally. And they're not bringing it up and nothing's ever on the news. You see like a clip or two of it maybe, but you know, it's yeah, it'd be like crypto billionaire goes for a swim in the ocean at 4am and drowns. Anyway, back to, you know, the weather, like it's just like barely mentioned if at all. And, you know, it's much like this, uh, the Pfizer guy that just, you know, came out with the project Veritas or whatever, like how how that's on one end and the other, but I don't, I don't, I only seen that. I don't know too much about that, but hardly anything at the moment. It literally just happened. So yeah, it's just, but right. So, yeah, anyway, FTX is interesting. We'll see what happens there. Probably nothing. I bet the idea is that no one remembers this years from now, but apparently a lot of celebrities got swindled as well. Like, there's a rumor that Tom Brady came back to playing football because uh, he had convinced him and his wife to put all their money into this. Yeah. To FTX, and then it all goes under, and then all of a sudden he's back to playing football. Now, I think FTX happened after he came back, but word is that he had some like prior knowledge beforehand that this was going down, and so he needed to get cash. Um, and then maybe that led to their divorce. And there's other celebrities like Matt Damon. Um, I also saw where Larry David was getting sued because he was in a commercial for them. There was actually, if you remember, uh, well, if you've seen the Super Bowl, there was a lot of FTX commercials during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, t- they got the naming rights of the Miami Heat Arena. For instance, right now, there is no no one has the naming rights for that arena at the moment because the company went out of business. But they were definitely throwing a lot of money around, you know, and it's just one of those things like how do you lose eight billion dollars? And then, you know, eight billion dollars could solve a lot of issues um, in America or whatever. But then again, we send that over to other countries to fight a proxy war for us. So I just can't imagine just losing like like literally just losing it and being like, yeah, I don't know where like I lost a joint the other day and I'm still like, where the fuck is that motherfucker? And it's just a joint. I'd I'd be pretty curious where eight billion fucking dollars went. That's to me why crypto is like it's not real. Now, I get it is. In this, because it's we're ba- we're balancing everything against the dollar, so right. that's why you're like it's not real or whatever. But it's if you balance everything against something else, maybe it would be. I don't know. But uh, you know, I remember when I first got into crypto, I bought like a hundred dollars worth, and then within a few months, it was like when that first little boom happened, uh, or uh, maybe not the first boom, but from after I got in, it went up to like four or five hundred dollars, and then I pulled it all down. And then I added, I got like $300 worth. And then that went up to like five, $600. But now it's down to like 150. So I'm actually down like 150 on that second purchase, but I'm up overall. So I'm like, I guess, I mean, what did I expect? You know, like it was just me trying to play a stock market or whatever, ride the roller coaster. Like, I don't know. I can't really, but, but to me, I'm like, but also what happened to that $300? How was it worth this? And now it's worth this. Like, right. what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> It doesn't quite make sense to me, but uh, everybody's down right now. So don't feel too bad. Right. But someone that's the thing. So like when stocks or if you're gambling or any other thing, when someone's down, that means someone else won. You know what I mean? Someone else got that money. Whoever shorted it disappear. (laughs) But like in this scenario, who got my money? Um, you know, like I lost 200. Well, who got it? Like who has it now that I don't have it, or is it? Did it really literally disappear? And if so, that seems like a really bad. Plan. Well, it's because it's on the exchange, so you are just balancing against whatever the price of the coin would be. So whenever the price goes down, like you only have like say a hundred of like X coin, and then if that X coin's worth a dollar, and 
you had a hundred dollars in there, but now it's only worth like 97 cents. I think I figured it out. I think I figured it. So the people who have my money in this theory of like, let's say I, you know, one time it was worth 500. Now it's worth 200. That $300 and people that had that is whoever sold when it was high. They have my money. That's the way and I, and the reason, and then the reason that I got money, cause my money didn't come from nowhere. I started, like I said, at like 200 and got up to 500. I took the money of people who sold out low. Right. I don't, in some way, I think that's how it, it, it is. It's also, you can short. So I don't know if you know, there's something called shorting. So it's like kind of yeah. like betting against like, the- I know it's, you can do that in stocks. I didn't know if you could in crypto. Yeah. Not on all exchanges. There's some, uh, I think you can on Binance. I could be wrong, but there's a couple exchanges where you can like, it's more like advanced, like how Robinhood simple, but then Webull is more advanced for stocks. It's kind of that way. Um, which I would avoid Robin. I still got shit stuck in there, but I would avoid Robin hood at all costs anyway, at this point. You know? Yeah. I, I got everything out that I had in there after all that shit. <clears throat> um, all right. My last thing here before we play a song and this one will be a tricky subject, but I do think I, I just think about it a lot is, you know, we're in this world where I think we've all not all most people we've all have come to be like, yeah, transgender stuff's fine. You know, a man could be a woman. A woman could be a man. That's how they feel. They go through the surgery, do whatever. I don't know. Whatever your fucking rules are in the world. I don't think everyone's sold on like the, the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth and ninth pronoun shit, you know, but I think we're getting somewhere. But anyway, there is this new thing with age fluidity, right? And there's transracialism. It doesn't happen yet necessarily, but I think it has to, like, I don't see how we can live in a world where we all, and I'm not saying we isn't like we actually agree with this, but like where society agrees with like, you know, you can be transgender and that's fine. You know, it's how you feel and not what you're born at. You know, if that's what we all agree to. But then if someone was like, I feel like I'm another race for you to be like, no, you can't do that. When I'm like, but you already kind of greenlit it with the gendered part. And then the same with H. Fluid. There's these people that are claiming they're like, I'm actually a eighth grader. And I'm like, what? But you're not like. Just because you feel it inside and act like a kid doesn't mean that's what you physically are. I don't know. It's an odd thing how I'm like, how are y'all going to combat this if you've already given, not given up, but if like we've all agreed that transgender is fine, you know? Yeah, it is a touchy subject. I mean, I, I, I'm fine with everything until it starts getting into like, I'm a cat. I use a litter box, you know, and it's just like, all right, now that's just a mental fucking problem you have. Like, I'm sorry, but if like you're, you're a fucking human, you're not a cat. All right. We need to get that straight before we move on with anything else. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if there is a mental problem there, uh, maybe I maybe, I, you know, I'm just uneducated on it. But that seems like a mental issue to me, you know, not the transgenders and stuff. But there's always been things like that. But like, no, no, because here's the thing. There's body dysmorphia right now. If you if I if you were skinny and anorexic, but you thought you were fat and you went somewhere, they would say you have body dysmorphia because you think your body's something different than it is. And they used to have gender dysmorphia, which is basically how they describe people that were transgender. Now, I don't personally think that has a negative connotation, but somehow the transgender community has said, like, if you say gender dysmorphia, then you're transphobic. But I'm like, I don't think that's what anyone's saying. They're just like, that's the like, if I was, I would assume I would be like, I have a mental issue. I think I'm a woman. Now, it doesn't mean I wouldn't like want to live like that or follow through. But I think you have to be like, obviously, some's different. I mean, like you're admitting it from the beginning. So it is weird how it's like it's not a mental issue, but it is. I think I have like, you know, uh, 
depression and other random things, but I'm not like hiding that. I don't know. It's, it is so it's very touchy, you know, and I understand that's why people don't want to talk about it, but, and I, again, if it doesn't affect me, I don't really care. Um, but I'm just in the future when someone's like, Hey, I'm actually, I want to identify as this race or this age. How are you even going to, I mean, I think you would have to like, you're going to be like, okay, that's fine or whatever. Like, I don't know. I mean, cause right now people can get their gender changed or whatever, you know, I don't know. It's just all very interesting to me. I can't, when I think about the future, I guess I'm like, what's going to happen. It is interesting. And as you like go through the other side of TikTok, the, the side I was stuck on when I first got TikTok, you see a lot of people, they, right. they, they, uh, there's something definitely wrong there. Um, some are acting like they have mental issues when they fucking don't. And I don't understand like fake ticks, fake, uh, you know, Tourette's and different things. I don't understand why. And like, they'll celebrate that they got, Oh my, uh, you know, my therapist just, you know, gave me like these six, uh, diagnoses. It's like, well, why, why are you celebrating? What is going on? Like, it's like we're celebrating mental disability. I mean, there should be awareness, but why are we like acting like, it, you know, we're getting championships, like just handle it. There's no reason to make it so public. I don't think, you know, right. Well, and, and I know this is probably bad, but I do think this is important. I think there's something different between someone attempting to pass as the other gender th- than someone who just claims it. Like I saw a video the other day of a guy getting mad that they wouldn't let him in like this woman's gym or something. And I'm sorry, I call him a guy because he identified as a woman, but he looked dressed like I would dress. He had a beard. Uh, right. His hair was a little long, you know, but I'm like, how are what? Like, it'd be different if you were like wearing woman's clothing and you shaved your beard and you were trying to appear feminine. But, you know, so, to me, that's a different thing. And I understand that's too touchy of a subject for people. But like, so like, this is what happened to me. There was this girl that just uh, trans uh, like transitioned over. And I mean, this is all still like, I'm still learning all this. So people know. So it's not like, like this isn't my world. So this, this girl just transitioned from a man to a girl at like, uh, no, this was at like a record exchange, which is like a, um, secondhand CD media store, DVDs, whatever. Um, and whenever they, I just say, dude, like, after every, all right, dude. Yeah, dude. So whenever she gave me the thing, I was like, all right, thanks dude. And she, and she got like really, really upset. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I like, I didn't know, you know, it didn't look like a she. And so I did it again, like five minutes later, you know? And I, I was like, all right, thanks dude. Like leaving, and I'm like, I stopped my like, I, I stopped in my tracks, and I'm like, fuck, and I turned around, and I'm like, I'm fucking sorry, like this is kind of new to me, and so right, yeah. a couple months later, I'm getting a new laptop. Guess who's working at fucking Walmart? This girl, and I did it again, except this time I was like, all right, dude, see you later, and like I fucking stopped him. I turned, I was like, I, I smiled this time, and so did she, and I, she's like, it's fine, it's fine, like. It's not even purposeful. I don't mean to do it. It's just, you know, I do go a lot off by looks. Like if you have a beard and just because you have a skirt on doesn't mean, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's like if you're, if you're willing to f- like, this is might be stupid and bad. I don't know how people will take this, but if you're willing to like fully go hardcore hundred percent with the surgery, then I respect that a little more than just like, I just threw on a dress and I'm no, you're a cross dresser. Like that's all. That's fine. Right. Exactly. 
I do think that when people are like the beard, like they want to do the makeup with the beard and whatever, I'm like, no, you you just want to cross dress. And that that is fine. That is its own thing. That's but. always been a thing. And I mean, you know, the people it's like the high guys that would wear high heels and stuff. And it's been a joke that like, oh, serial killers do that or whatever. But it's like, no, nah, it's like you just never know. And it's whatever. Let them have the you know, there's no kink shaming and shit. Let them do their thing. But it's like, right. It's actually kind of went the other way where I bet. um you have to probably be gay in a certain way now. To know? be honest, some of these like, you know, trannies have tricked me like full on. And, and like, I, I just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm amazed. Right. Well, like, honestly, I think that's a big part of it. You know, I'm, I'm right there with you is because we're men and we have like the same, uh, we're just, we're regular old cis fucking white men, you know? Right. And ever and when I see someone, I'm like, can I fuck them or whatever? And like, not now, of course, but when I was single. And so a lot of it is boils down to sex for us because we're just normal old biological white men. And uh, a lot of the other side is like, it's not all about sex. But to us, it's hard for us to imagine that it's not. The first thing I think of is sex whenever. Right. And so I do think that holds us back, but it's also a part they don't quite understand. You know, it's it's I'm not like, even no, it is important. It's like not even purposeful, though. Like, I don't it's just. I, I, my wife knows this because every time I see a girl that's hot, I'm like third. And that means like, you know, a, a, for a threesome, you know, and like she, me and her both check out people all the time. Like it's just and so I don't think it's just a guy thing because, I mean, she's checking out women before me sometimes. She's like, you see that girl? I'm like, no, where? She's like, oh, you missed her. Like, she, you know what I mean? So, right. It, it's. I think it's just like human nature. Like you look at someone immediately, you know, if you're attracted or not. And some of these, you know, transgenders, like they, they, they're props to the fucking surgeon or whoever, you know, and, and whatever. I mean, it, it, they, they've definitely tricked me. I was on those cam sites watching those tie girls in high school. I understand. They'll trick you. You click the link and they stand up and you're like, oh no. Go shit. That's a dick. <laughs> What's going on? My whole world is flipped. All right, man. You got anything you want to bring up before we let you out of here? Uh, check out Seasonal Depression, produced by yourself. Yeah, by me. Um, it's like 17 minutes, so go give it a try. Uh, yeah, it, it's kind of like Brad running on on eight of the most software. You know, it's uh, it's all sad shit. I'm just kind of, kind of venting a little bit. Uh, Coop's on it, but you know he helps on a hook. He does. Uh, he's on club shit. Uh, we got a couple tracks on there together, but like a good chunk of it was just me kind of venting, you know, and, and explaining like where I'm at right now. So I mean, if you're interested in that world, I see future fucked all the time. I'm like the future's fucked. The future's fucked. And I go so up and down on it. Like at first I was like, I don't know. And then I loved it and then I hated it and then I loved it again. And, you know, I was going to do one of those, one of these, you know, ending episodes over it because the beat's so fucking wild. that I was like, oh, yeah, I showed how I made that one. Um, But then I realized I don't have it anymore. I remade the beat and gave did something else with it. And then like however many months later, like, hey, I made something with that. I'm like, I forgot I even gave it to you. (laughs) I don't have the original project. Uh, to do that with or else y'all would hear that i likely still have the stems so ah yeah i can maybe cut something up then um but all right man we're gonna play a song here uh play out here with our homie the hassan assassin out of 
Missouri or Kansas or I don't remember. I'm my bad. I saw an assassin. And uh, the name of this song is going to be Yeah, Yeah, Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. By the Hassan Assassin. Uh, the homie. Y'all go check him out on the uh, social medias. He's uh, he's traveling, shooting music videos. Uh, I think he works for a podcast. He's like an engineer, maybe. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but anyway, he's always been a big been on internet friends projects. Uh, check him out. Got to get that paper, you know. <clears throat> All right, so we're gonna continue on our uh, Colin Fest. That's what episode five's become the old Colin Fest, the old sex orgy, if you will. And um, we're gonna call another. They're, they're all patrons as well. I guess that seems pretty biased, but then again. Uh, they earned it you know uh but this is gonna be our homie forgotten one uh i don't know if i should say his real name or if he just wants to go by forgotten one so i'm gonna call him forgotten one for now he is a singer rapper artist I believe he lives in minnesota at the moment he's always moving around doing his thing and uh he wants that he's gonna try to have a segment you know i love i've hit up the, the closest of the internet friends so let's get some segments going uh he's got a segment idea he's gonna tell us all about it we're going to get that going. So anyway, let's play the goddamn Colin jingle and give him a call. Uh-huh. 
Let's give him a call. What up? What's up? What up? What's up, man? How you doing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What up? What up? Hello, hello. Man, I'm alive, so ain't nothing to complain about, brother. How you feeling on your end? Honestly, I'm super shy and introverted, and it's weird to have people I've never met before uh, talk to me, but we're going to do that right now. Great to be on, man. I feel like... Yeah. That's good, bro. How you doing? Hey, Mo. What's going on, man? Um, Are we recording? Yo, what up, man? Yo, Mo. What's up, dude? How's life, man? I know it's, I will say since the last time you called in, it seems like your life is quite yeah. different, man. Lots, lots going on, obviously. <clears throat> and I was just thinking about that today. The last time I called in, I think was obviously, uh, when the album, my album dropped, which I think was like, was it September? Do you remember? So it's around there. I was going to say July, August, but September probably. Works. Yeah. Yeah. It might've been a little bit earlier. It was, it's been a minute. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so life life has been crazy, dude. Obviously going through a lot. Um, you know, uh, man, tons. I literally just posted about this, I think like yesterday or the day before, just kind of like this last month, just kind of being at rock bottom, honestly, and uh, tons of shit going on. Obviously, um, I went through a divorce recently in November. So kind of like losing my family in a sense of only having my kids on the weekend has been a huge transition to having them for, you know, basically, you know, seven years, right. Um, full time. So that's huge. And then, um, just dealing with job issues and, and credit card debt and, and a lot, man. But like I said, I'm going through the shit. I'm kind of at rock bottom, but like I'm working my way out and, um, I'm just fucking going, going through it, but, but getting through it and fucking staying positive, man, to be honest. Right. I mean, that's all you can do. You know, I'm not a very positive person, but I do think at the end of the day, I normally do fall towards the, like, just got to keep on pushing, you know, like, cause that's really all you can do. Exactly. And that's, you know, you know, when you're going through these shits and like I said, I'm, this is like literally probably rock bottom. Like it's definitely been, one of the hardest times in my life, just there's been a lot going on, obviously. And it's just like you said, like there's been a lot of lessons in this that I'm learning to be real. And like, you know, I'm focusing on what I can control and just kind of letting go of what I can't control. And just like you said, that's kind of all we can do at the end of the day is um, stay positive, keep pushing, just like you said, and then learn from this and use this as motivation to propel me to get better, to grow and honestly, man, the crazy part, like I said in my post, is like I'm going through it. I'm at rock bottom. But my mental health and my physical health is in the, like the best it's ever been. Um, so it's very interesting. But, um, you know, I think it's just a testament to the work that I've put in on myself behind closed doors, um, just investing in myself and things like that. And like I said, I'm just trying to keep going. And uh, I know I'll get through it. I'm trusting in the universe shit like that but um yeah it's been crazy <laughs> yeah man well I, i've That's always intro right there. yeah yeah i'll always come back to a thing you know i don't want to like harp on divorce but i do think it's pretty common in our world and people don't talk about it especially our generation i feel like we talk about it less even though i have plenty of friends you know around my age that's happened to uh but louis ck had this a bit back before he was canceled uh about how like happy people don't get divorced you know it's not like you're happily married and you decide to get divorced you know like there is always a reason for it and so 
you probably right. will be in a better place eventually. Um, but I guess if it came out of nowhere, maybe it sideswiped you. I could see where maybe that's not always the case. But in general, no, I no, think- you're actually spot on. Mo is like, <clears throat> you know, we hadn't been happy, and I'm not going to get too much into my marriage yeah, yeah. on here, of course. I understand. But- my my previous marriage so no i hadn't been happy in quite a while and we hadn't been happy and you know i'm a loyal last person and she was too so we really you know especially with having kids it's a different game and so we really just tried to keep it going you know we worked through a lot a lot of shit and um it's very very interesting um when you get away from somebody that you've been basically around 24 7 to being on your own um, and seeing the differences in me, as you know, I'm a positive type of person. Um, I invest in myself. I do a lot of things to better myself, better my life, which is kind of why I'm here in the first place. But, um, you know, it's, it's obviously a tough transition, but at the same time, when you kind of break away from somebody that is not on the same wavelength, as far as like trying to better yourself, better your life. And you, you kind of move away from that. Um, it's a huge difference. And I really didn't notice it while I was in it. And it's been seven years, right? And so um, I'm really like understanding the difference. And even though it is can be lonely and you're on your own and it's a huge transition, like I can really, really see the differences. And I actually am way happier. And I think again, a part of everything I'm going through, that's part of the reason why I'm like in a really good place mentally. But it's crazy, man. Yeah, and and you have been posting, you know, you know, all your sexy selfies in the mirror, trying to the thirst yeah. traps, if you will, for your OnlyFans. And uh, yes, <laughs> I, I see. Are you going full vegan, or you're like you said you're like half vegan? No, you mentioned something about it. Yeah. So what's your what's your health yeah. regimen? Yeah, man. So <clears throat> I've been transitioning to it for quite a while. Not quite a while, but like um, pretty much the last half of last year. And I was like starting slow. Like I was going three days, four days, five days without meat. And um, this year, that was kind of my, I kind of amped it up or uh, yeah, amped it up, whatever, however you want to say it towards the end of the year where I was like five, six days without meat. And I haven't had meat this entire month for for this year yet. And um, it's just something that that, uh, was my new year's resolution was to, eat as least meat as possible. And so are you um, taking vitamin B supplements? Yeah, I take a shit ton of supplements these days. Okay, because that's Um, I I think that's from what I understand, because that's what I was low on uh whenever I was having all my health issues, which is weird because I I talk about all I eat fucking meat. Um and I had to start taking a lot of those vitamins, you know, but I, I think that's what vegetarians and vegans, that's normally the issues they have is if they don't get enough vitamin B. Yeah, man, exactly. So it's been a big transition and um, I've had to take a lot of supplements and I'm still trying to figure out my diet and my health plan because it's hard to, you know, I've lost a shit ton of weight, dude, like too much. Like I was pushing 200 to, I want to say the heaviest I got was maybe 220, somewhere in that range. And I'm down to like 165 right now, bro, honestly. And I'm like too skinny. Like I feel really healthy and I'm muscly as fuck, but um, it's like, (laughs) I'm starting, I need to eat more shit because literally I've lost so much weight and I want to keep it going. But like, I'm like getting too skinny. Right. 
All dick and bones. Yeah, dude. But uh, like I said, I think I'm very healthy and I've like, I found some good substitutes. Like I eat a, pu- a bunch of uh, fake meat. I'll eat like the fake corn dogs, fake chicken nuggets, fake burgers. And it's well, bomb as fuck. Like I actually really like it, but. Yeah, see, I kind of, to me, my outsider look on all that fake meat shit is like just if you don't eat meat don't eat meat but it's weird they like go out of their way and they remake meat out of vegetables and oils because like yeah this, that can't be good you know this it reminds me of the vape yeah, thing like i swear i i actually like it i don't know if everybody would but like for example the corn dogs i eat taste exactly the same and they're all plant-based but um, the, the thing I really like about them the most, and like, I wouldn't lie. Like if, like, if I didn't like it, I'd be like, it fucking sucks. <laughs> you know, right. like the dinners I eat, I, I do this meal service called fresh and lean, which is, uh, maybe you've seen some of the pictures that I've posted back in the day, maybe not, but that shit is not that good. <laughs> it's pretty good. But like compared to eating like a normal dinner, it sucks. But, um, the fake meat I fucking love. And the thing I love about it the most is like, the thing I always hated about eating meat was all like biting into the fucking fatty, nasty fucking tendons shit. Like that shit made me want to puke and throw the fuck up. Like you don't have that at all with this fake. See, uh, that's, like, that's like one of my favorite parts. I have a cousin who's like you and like, yeah, he gets gristle in his mouth and he starts like fucking gagging and shit. Oklahoma motherfuckers love that shit. And I'm like, the fat's the best part. I just had a roast like before we done this and I was like, my wife doesn't like the fat either. I'm like, give me all the fat. You gotta eat some fat with it, you know? No, no, like, I'm not talking so much the fat. It's more of like the um, more like the gristle and cartridge. Tendons and like, you can barely chew that shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't love it, but that's where the good meat's around there, you know? You gotta suck that shit off. (laughs) That's what she said. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's, if it works for you, that's the thing. Like I'm right now, I kind of want to do like the carnivore diet or something um, because I think my problem is I think I'm my, I think a lot of people shouldn't be having gluten. You know, gluten is a byproduct of all these grains and shit that, you know, humans didn't evolve with, if you believe in that. Um, and so I have had these moments of like, maybe if I could cut out a lot of this processed stuff, like when you look at all these graphs, the um, what's gone up is the amount of oil used in all the foods over the years. And so it's like, yeah. that can't be good. And so there are things I worry about. But then again, I'll say this year I've done shitty on the whole, like, let's not eat too much. I've just been like making brownies and ice cream and just yeah. January is mine and my wife's birthday month. And then, you know, February, it's like Valentine's. And then before that's Christmas. Yeah. So it's like this, like. November through February is like I'm just eating so much fucking shit, but then you know after what? that I'll I'll try to start uh c- cutting back a little bit. Yeah, you know what? It's like it's even worse with kids because <clears throat> they eat all that bullshit, and so it's just sitting around in your house, right? Yeah, I bet so. You know what I mean? And like Halloween, I like I eat all their candy. Like they have like two or three pieces. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, I totally get it. Um. You know, the thing that's interesting with um, all these like um, suggestions on what to eat is like you really don't know who to trust at the end of the day. And I've been watching a lot of like I've been more focused, obviously, on diet. And like that's the whole reason I went or trying to go vegan in the first place was because I've learned about the long term benefits and the risk of eating meat. And um, a couple crazy documentaries. I don't know if you've watched these at all. One is called Game Changers. You watch anything like that? No, no. I, I stay okay. away from all diet documentaries because I don't want to alter sure. my life drastically. 
<laughs> yeah, I get it, man. Um, I've got one yeah, called Fed a Up that's like against the sugar industry on my Netflix list for four or five years now. And I'm like, someday when I'm ready, I'm watching this motherfucker, but I just won't. It took me a while to get on them for that exact reason, but you know, for whatever reason, I, I took the plunge <laughs> Right. and I've, I've learned a lot. But the, the thing I learned, somebody recommended me this other documentary called What the Health, which is also on Netflix. Game Changers is on Netflix. If anybody wants to check those out, they're very eye opening. <clears throat> but like all these huge corporations and I'm not going to get into a whole tangent, but um, American, what's it called? Like American Heart Health Association, American Diabetes, all these huge ones. They're all fucking liars, dude. And they, they really dive into it about how they're promoting all these healthy things, but they're partnered up with these meat companies and these fucking terrible companies that are giving them money to promote their shit. So like, at the end of the day, these huge corporations that are saying, you need to eat this, this and that, they're all paid off, dude, is what it looks like. And it's all bullshit. Well, so Famously, I mean, I think what it, everyone should know you're whatever like this old school conspiracy shit but it's the truth is the food pyramid we grew up with you know like at the bottom it was like you need 12 yeah. servings of bread a day or whatever and it was like what, what? and it, that was because the bread industry at the time they lobbied the politician and so like right. forever whatever the government has recommended you eat it's all because who has paid them money to recommend it's the that same exact thing it's the same thing going on right I yep. Something is like you don't know who the fuck to trust when it comes to eating healthy, but that's why I trust Tom Brady. <laughs> I don't. He kisses on his son all weird. I don't like it. <laughs> Where it is? Yeah, I don't kiss on my son like that, but yes. I trust man. That man's still fucking going hard at fifty years old. So I trust his diet. Right. Well, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's true. He looks better now than he did in college. Uh, that's that true. Uh, but all right, let's play a song here. And then when we get back, we'll get into what your segment is and all that shit. So we're going to play a song uh, from our homie Itchaboy H2's label, Flatliner Music. Uh, he's got a couple homies out of there. Uh, the name of the homies who we had one of them on, J-S-Y-F. Uh, what up, JSYF? He's dope. I liked his podcast. Yeah, it was just smooth, young, fresh, if I remember correctly. And this also features Mr. Goat731. And the name of this song is Girls Gone Wild. Oh, I remember that. I remember that little segment. Nigga, J Smooth, Young Fresh, she called me your majesty. But 
hustle when I paint a face. I create a masterpiece. Money talk, I chase the bag that makes her come after me. Freak a leak, I got a week. She come before when after me. I ain't gotta say too much. One look and she see why. No need for discussion, cause I'm buzzing like a beehive. Game shaking shit, got her twerking like it's beehive. Only took a little drip of bottle in the three five. I was popping fresh up off the press, and you old news. Snatch your old lady, now she calling you her old dude. Scratch his head, she confused. It's like she don't know you now. Put a bug in her ear about something you know nothing about. Hard on a bitch, but she can't get enough of me. I'm hard to resist, but also I'm a letter B. Lames do exist, but they can't get in touch with me. Girls gone wild type of nigga. I'm a super freak. Hard on a bitch, but she can't get enough of me. I'm hard to resist, but also I'm a letter B. Lames do exist, but they can't get in touch with me. Girls gone wild type of nigga. I'm a super freak. Got her tweaking, going crazy like she faced a lace blunt. Laid up in a bed, I'm getting more hit than a lace front. Knocking like Jehovah's Witness, rubber booty, grinder wishes, kitchen full of paper plates. I still make her do the dishes. Now this nigga in the business, he can't live without the bitch. Told him, ask me anything, but don't ask me about the bitch. I know nothing about the bitch. Can't tell you when she come or go. I just know when I pull up, it's time to come. Then I go. Sorry. Bro, couldn't be me, I'd leave her sideways It's my lane, it's my way, leave her on the highway Not my problem, bro, my concern is where the cash at Asking all them questions, ask that nigga what's his cash at Send something over while she being something over A dog-ass nigga, call me Clifford, call me Rover The hardest man get pushed by a hoe and turn really soft She get in her feelings, push start, and I'm peeling out Hard on a bitch, but she can't get enough of me. I'm hard to resist, but also I'm a letter B. Lames do exist, but they can't get in touch with me. Girls gone wild type of nigga, I'm a super freak. Hard on a bitch, but she can't get enough of me. I'm hard to resist, but also I'm a letter B. Lames do exist, but they can't get in touch with me. Girls gone wild type of nigga, I'm a super freak. Uh, Girls Gone Wild by JSYF and Mr. Goat731. Go check them out. Uh, very smooth beat. I like that part of it. You know, uh, chill vibes. Yeah, yeah. Just like we were saying, definitely fuck with the beat. The beat is fire. And <clears throat> that's got to be a sample, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm sure they pulled that from something, you know. I don't know if it's from like a song or if they got it from a pack of some sort. Yeah. The name Bryson Tiller shit, and then uh, J. Cole did it, the same beat, something like that. It's very similar, right? You know what I'm talking about? I don't, I'll be honest, I don't listen to much of J. Cole. Um, yeah, like well, you know that those, Bryson Tiller song, right? That came out. Uh, I mean, I don't really listen to much J. Cole, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. No, I'm pretty sure it's based off that shit. Right. But, uh, 
Uh, like when they put those little, all the, yo, here's all the best rappers. Choose one whose music's got to go forever. Every time, like, yeah, J. Cole's, that's fine. And I understand he's good. My thing with J. Cole, and we don't even get into it, but like when he first started, his earlier shit, man, it's so, so fucking good. Like you should, like you being a real rap fan, highly recommend to go check out his earlier shit and you might become a fan off that. Uh, I mean, maybe if you're saying just to the listeners in general, for sure. But I would say for me personally, not. I mean, I'm a pretty big believer and I think I you know if you'll like a rapper within very quickly. I think I think you hear their voice and you you just know. And it doesn't even make sense. Like, for instance, yeah. I don't like Gucci Mane, right? But a lot of my friends yep. love Gucci Mane. But like, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what song he makes next, even if it's great. Like, my overall opinion will be like, it's set. You know, whereas in like Meek Mill, yep. I just like Meek Mill. I don't know why. And people are like, what? And I'm like, I don't know. I just fucking like it. All right. It's tonality. So. It's tonality. You're 100% on. It's like, there's some rappers, if you don't like their voice, you are not going to like, if it's the dopest shit ever, like on the same way, Kendrick Lamar, I, I don't like him. Like, I, I respect how good he is, and I know he can rap his ass off. Right. See, I think the way you feel about Kendrick's probably like how I feel about J. Cole. You know, it's probably pretty similar. Right. Right. Same as that thing. And people be like, what the fuck? You don't like Kendrick? But like, no, it's, I I totally get what you're saying. Like, that's I'm saying with Kendrick and same with your boy Lil Wayne. I just never liked him. And it, for whatever reason, like, again, I respect greatness. I respect I can understand how talented they are. But right. I just personally, I don't like them. Right. Yeah. Um, that's how it goes, man. You were just too old to understand how great little Wayne was. Uh, <laughs> no, you're too, you're too old to understand J. Cole. Maybe, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. I'm fine with being an old head. All right, man. So yeah, what, you know, all right. what is your idea? What's your segment idea? Let, let us know about it. Yeah, man. So I got, I got a good amount. So we're we going to get into it right now. Yeah. I think that was the time. All right, now's the time. What's the All name right, of guys, it? So, what should we name the segment? Yeah, yeah. So the name is going to be Thoughts Not To Be Forgotten. And uh, I'm going to need a jingle, bro. All right, well, <laughs> say it kind of more festive that I can cut, you know? like what's Thoughts it? Not To Be Forgotten. All right, I can work with it. All right, so yeah, I want to do a little segment for the pod, and we'll see how it goes. If people fuck with it, great. If they don't, whatever. You know, <laughs> I don't know what kind of listeners we got here, but what I'm trying to do, you know, for me these days, my biggest thing is is really health and wellness. Like it's kind of the thing I'm most passionate about, and that I just like the best, and I'm doing for myself, and so that's what I wanted to bring a short segment to this podcast see what we can do with it. But this year has really been all about me just kind of like investing in myself, going all in um, and things like that. And so, you know, I'm not saying I'm a health and wellness expert by any means. (laughs) The ideas I'm going to bring up and share, these are just ideas that have worked for me. I'm not saying they're going to work for anybody that listens. They might, they might not, but just something to, you know, think about, right? And so a couple of things I want to go through um, 
and pick your brain and, and see if people fuck with it. But I wanted to start off with a motivational quote. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not a big quote guy, quote guy. Like the funny thing to me about quotes is like you can always find quotes that contradict the other quote, right? <laughs> and so an example would be Nike, just do it, right? Versus look before you leap. <laughs> So I like, I always like kind of made fun of people that did quote so much because I'm like, it's just kind of dumb. But um, I do like certain quotes that relate to my life and relate to things that's going on. And I think that's why people do it. But quote of the segment is going to be what I have is, and um, I got this from Planet Fitness. It was posted up on their board, which I shared already, but I really liked it. So it is, the quote is, life will throw you some curveballs. Failure will happen, but how you handle it will shape you into the person you're going to become, right? And so, Mo, this is exactly what we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast, right? Is trials, tribulations, problems are going to happen to everybody. They're inevitable. How we respond to them truly shows our character because I've been saying this so much to people lately. Is like, when things are going good, if you're a billionaire and everything's going right for you, you're going to be in a good mood. You're going to treat everybody good, right? Maybe. Most likely, right? Yeah. I mean, but, some people are assholes, but yeah. Yeah, but if everything's going good, the point is it's very easy to treat people well, right? For sure. But if you're looking at the other side of the spectrum, if everything's going like shit and your life's in a shamble, nothing's going right, that's where your true character comes out. Whether you're a guy, girl... When you're really being tested and everything's going like shit, if you can still treat people good and be a good person and be motivated, et cetera, et cetera, you're really showing what's who you truly are. That's how I feel. And so that's why I fuck with that quote, especially because of my current situation. Just like I talked about at the beginning of this podcast, everything I've been going through, the way I'm looking at my situation, I probably said this already, but it's like I'm using it as a test to myself to be like, you're going through it like fucking conquer it and, and, and show your best self from this. So like, that's why I, I like that quote or especially now. Right. Um, I wanted to ask you your thoughts on that quote. And we've, again, we've kind of already talked about it. But. Um, yeah. I mean, and I think it clearly rings true. I mean, I think it's one of those things that are just, that just is a universal truth. So, but it is good to like say yep. it and help you, you know, get, I think like you mentioned, all the quotes just kind of motivate you yourself, you know, so yeah. you, you kind of latch on to something. I mean, there's people that hold on to quotes from movies, you know, that are fucking meaningless, but to them, it means something profound. And they're like, <laughs> and that gets me through every day, you know, yeah. So yeah. whatever, exactly. whatever you need, you know, I would say probably the quotes, I, I don't, I wasn't prepared, obviously, but I, I like to think of shit that's like, Probably I'll, I'll lean into the negativeness, right? I think I feed off negativity more, um, but I do think that's not healthy. So, you know, um, doing a positive right. spin is probably better. <laughs> no, I totally get it. It's like I said, like, it's funny about quotes. Like you, you really can. It's all about what you relate to at the end of the day, because you can quote literally anything. Right. People can take quotes off this podcast that we just did. <laughs> yeah, they should. They should. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Brad if had some quoting... good, good life lessons. Y'all go write those yes. on a poster board next to a picture, picture of the Joker and live yep. and live good. <laughs> and listen, if I, I like, 
if I'm quoting anybody, I'm quoting my boy Skinny all day long because he has got the positivity. He's got the good vibes. So, you know, I probably won't quote the gay shit he says, but apart from that, I, I quote I quote him. Right. Well, he's not. <laughs> I'm just playing. All right. Moving forward here. All right. So next segment, uh, guys, goes to gratitude. And so gratitude for me, it's probably the biggest thing. Like anybody who knows me, especially recently or follows me on social media knows like I'm, I'm all about it. And, you know, gratitude for me, it's been the biggest thing as far as like changing my life and bettering my life and my happiness. Um, honestly, See, as a person, I used to like focus on the negatives a lot. And that's just kind of how my mindset was. And for whatever reason, like, that's just how it was. And what I noticed is that my mindset was shit. Like it would constantly bring me down because I was always kind of looking for the negatives and focus on the negatives. And the truth is like, once I learned about gratitude and started practicing gratitude, what it did was it basically reprogrammed my mind and my subconscious to look and seek for the positive things in life rather than focusing on the negatives, right? Which ultimately has made me a happier person. It's also improved my daily mood, right? By practicing it daily. And it's just like you said, Mo, is like, you were saying like, you know, you focus on the negative quotes or whatever. It's like, you know, to each his own. But when you're focusing on the negative stuff, it becomes a mindset, because I really do believe in the subconscious mind and, and what we're feeding it. And for me personally, when I was feeding it negative things, and that's kind of how I was, um, good things weren't happening in my life. And when I kind of changed that, you know, it changed. And so the main lesson that I've learned from that is like, no matter the situation we're in or what we're going through, we can always find something to be grateful for. Again, I just don't see the reason to focusing on the negatives. And it's true, man. Like, like really, we have the choice to focus on the bullshit going on in our lives, or we can focus on things we can be grateful for. And like I said, if you search it, if you seek for it, you can always find something. And that's something I really, really preach to my kids. But right. I mean, I would say all this is I would say all this is good. You know, you should definitely be positive. I will say internally, I think what happens in my brain again, not saying this is correct, just just how my right. brain works. Uh, right. I, I think I have the choice. I can be happy or I can be cool, you right. know, and like I'm cho- I choose every day to be cool over happy. Like right. it's too cool to be like negative and mean and and funny. Like, you know, I like my sense of humor that kind of leans that way. Whereas and I'm like, what if I was positive all the time? What am I going to be some douchey, corny, happy guy? But yeah. of course that would be better, you know, but I'm just saying like, that's like the internal, uh, struggle. I feel like in my, my brain. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? I appreciate you saying that. I feel like a lot of dudes feel that way. And you know what? The way I think about that is like, dude, like people in general, guys, like we're, we're human beings, man. Like if you really give a fuck, like my, my thing is like, I just don't give a fuck what people think about me ultimately. Like I do a little bit, but if it's affecting my happiness and my health and my growth, fuck you. Like, I don't care. Like think about me, whatever the hell you want. But it to those people that are doing that, like who are you trying to be cool for? You trying to be cool for other people or for yourself? Like for me, 
the way I look at it is like, I'm doing this for me. And if you don't like that, if you don't fuck with that, then I just don't fucking care. And like, to me, if you don't fuck with me because of me being positive, me trying to focus on the, on the positives, then what the fuck are you on? You're not somebody that I want to fuck with. And like, I just think as guys, we're like, like there's a standard of, we have to be not cool, but like, we can't show our emotions. We can't be positive. We can't. Right. Well, it's actually like, you know as guys, we have a lot of weird unwritten rules. Uh, I'm sure girls do too. And I'm not acting like it's unfair, yeah, but this yeah. actually reminds me. Uh, and on our first secret show, which you would have heard by now, obviously, um, I talked to skinny about how, like when I was in high school and probably even in a college, I'm sure you'll relate to this as well as many guys will, uh, you some for whatever reason the opinion of like your friends or other guys about the girl you were gonna have sex with mattered for some reason you yes. know like if they were like what you're gonna have sex with her like you would start feeling shame when really i should have been smart enough in that moment to be like fuck you i'm getting my dick sucked you know and like just fucking own yeah. it but instead you 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 carry on you you take on whenever they're like that negativity yeah. they throw and it's like kind of a similar thing where it's like you, you do get you get hung up on this weird uh status or something you know yes it's like it's almost like a peer pressure thing and like it's different for me because i'm more so on on my own i'm more alone like i don't have like a group of guys that i chill with but to be honest even if i did or i was in that situation like i would re-examine my friends like if you're fucking if you don't fuck with me because of those reasons and going back to you, like, then I don't want to fuck with you. Right. Like, I'd rather be alone. But my point, but going back to what you said, yeah, there's a lot of fucking pressure on us. And you have to be a strong person, I think, to be able to not give a fuck. But, like, it's a different level with guys because, like, guys will come at you hard, too. Like, like they're, they're, like, they're not going to take you lightly. Like, they're going to, you know what I mean? And, like, um... I wanted to say something else. I kind of lost my train of thought there. I'm trying to think uh, to what you said. That's what happens when you drink before these things. I did too, though. I drink in solidarity with you. Well, going back, okay, to what you said with, with the girl, it's like, what if you like that girl and you want to get your dick sucked and you're cool with it, but your boys are like, no, no, you don't want to do that. Like, you're only not doing it because of their thoughts. So, like, at the end of the day, like you're not doing what's making you happy or doing what you want to do. You're doing what they want you to do. So if you really think about that, you're not doing any favors for yourself. That's what I'm trying to get at. Right. Yeah. So any, I'm just saying like, if we have any young people listening, um, you know, I just, I remember those moments. I remember it was definitely more high school yeah. than college, you know, cause in high school I was in a small yeah. town and those people are just your friends. You can't make new friends. I mean, they are who they are there, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And so you're like just dealing with these people like, I remember like a similar saying, you know, I have some girl that's like down to give me head in my car, but we got to find a place to like, you know, sneak off. And then like, people are like trying to find you to ruin your time, you know, because they, yeah. just, and you're like, Oh my God, I want to murder. I would never do this to y'all. You know, like that's my, my thought the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you're like, you're like a good guy like me. Like we're the, we're the type of friends that wouldn't do that to our friends. But I'm our trying friends to get them blow jobs. You know, I'm like, Hey man. Yeah, exactly. Dude. I was that type of friend. Like let's, let's help each other out. But like I had dickhead friends just like you. Yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah. Fuck them friends. That's how I feel, bro. It's like literally, especially these days, I'm like, fuck them friends. They are not it. <laughs> that's how I feel. But, you know, that's just me. I Anyways, so, you know, gratitude's huge. And that goes into what I want to talk about next, which is like daily routine shit and daily practices. So <clears throat> stick with gratitude as like the uh, main main part of this segment, but um, kind of just going over what I do for myself on a daily practice with gratitude. Cause obviously, you know, I preach practicing it. So what I do to practice gratitude is very simple. I basically just write down every day, three things that I'm grateful for. I have a little journal I use super simple each week, each day, I write down three things for that day that I'm grateful for. Right. And then what I do is, um, it adds up throughout the week. Um, each day of that week, I just review it. I look at those things that I'm grateful for. And it just fucking makes me feel good, man. It really does. It just sets the tone and it feels good. And then some other things I do, if you're not, you know, wanting to do that every day is uh, to practice gratitude is like, especially with me having kids, I have three kids. Um, when we have dinners or if we're doing something, maybe just get in the car, going to drive somewhere. I just have myself and them just say one thing they're grateful for before dinner. Um, just trying to, you know, again, preach that to them and, and get them doing the same thing to be grateful. And it's just a very simple thing that, again, um, you know, if you have kids that can help them kind of get that in, in their mindset, especially as an early or as a younger kid. Like if you can I feel like if you can grow up that way or learn that from an early age, like it's going to set the tone for your life. But um some of the things I do is when I wake up, especially recently when I wake up early is uh, I make my bed every day. And while I'm making my bed, I just have been thinking of things I'm grateful for while I'm doing that just to kind of save time. And that again is a great way to kind of set the tone for the day. I, I'm a big believer in doing hard things and things like that to set the uh, tone for the day to start the day. Because once you do that, the rest of your day kind of goes a certain way. Um, so literally while I'm making my bed, brushing my teeth or whatever to start the day, I'm just naming things I'm grateful for. And that's been a game changer. <clears throat> and then like the whole point of that is like, there's tons of different ways that you can practice gratitude throughout your day. Again, in your bed, brushing your teeth, dinner, wherever, like there's, there's no excuse if you want to do it to not do it. Like it's very simple. Right. And like I said, for me, it's been the biggest, the biggest game changer. But a question for you, Mo, um, what might be one daily practice or thing that you do that helps you improve your life or that you might recommend to other people something that you might do that, um, you know, helps? Yeah. Um, something I've started doing for about five months now, I would say, is I eat a salad almost every day at lunch. And that might not be that big of a deal, yeah. but um, I had weird poop issues. And I looked into yeah, me, it me too. and it was like, you need leafy greens. That's like, uh, you know, it, it's just a thing you need. And I didn't, I wasn't eating leafy greens. And so, um, I growing up because I was a little poor or whatever, my mom, and I just talked to my mom yesterday or two days ago from us recording this about this exact thing. Also, when I was growing up, they just would buy like a head of iceberg lettuce and chop it up. And that was the salad. And that's why right. I th thought, and thought salad sucked because that's all we <laughs> ate. But then I go to the store and I'm getting bags of like butter leaf. And uh, I don't remember what the purple shit's called. They got some purple shit in there too. 
Um, yeah. Butter leaves my favorite, but I'll get a spring mix. It's got some spinach and some other shit, yeah. you know, and I'll just yeah. get all these different types of salads. I'll mix them together sometimes. And basically I just take whatever I ate for dinner the day before, whatever I have as leftovers, whether it's like a yeah. meat, I'll just chop that up, throw it in a salad with a little dressing. And, yeah. um, now, and at first I hated it, you know, because I, I'm a big meat eater type guy and don't love vegetables. Yeah. Um, at first I hate it, but now every day I crave a salad for lunch. And if I don't have a salad, I'm like, fuck, I wish I would have had a salad today. So like you can kind of train your gut biome to, uh, kind of get used to these foods you don't think you like, if you can just kind of force yourself to eat them. But I, I still have to treat myself kind of like this year. I try to cut it back and only drink water. Um, and I've done pretty decent. But I have to like reward myself with like a Coke at the end of the night because when I wasn't doing that, I just wasn't drinking anything and I was just dehydrated as fuck. But now if I can tell myself like, listen, if I just drink water all day, I'll have a Coke at dinner. But it's really a Dr. Pepper because that's my shit. Um, <laughs> then like now I'm actually drinking water and then I just have a Dr. Pepper, at the evening, you know, so we're getting there slowly, but surely. But absolutely. Yeah, I really love that, man. I think <clears throat> um, first of all, salads are just bomb dude like for like maybe not everybody loves them but for some reason i, I love them like yes. that's why i go to olive garden is for their salads but um yeah i was literally just thinking about that today is like <clears throat> going back to meal prep i'm like i need to get like a good salad for lunch and just throw my fake ass meat in there or something to make it a little bit better but i feel the same way and the interesting thing you said about it is um again going back to the diet stuff is when i transition to um, eating no meat and like on this, uh, meal plan I'm on is like your body truly does adapt. And it's interesting because I used to like, just eat everything and anything and just like always feel hungry. But once you start, um, kind of limiting your diet and getting and sticking to that diet, your body adapts and you don't crave that food as much. And then the other thing I really, so it's interesting for anybody that's trying to get on a diet, just do it for a little while. And you'll see that like it, you'll adapt. <clears throat> and then the other thing I love that you said was um, rewarding yourself. So like, that's exactly what people need is like doing to motivate yourself to drink water, to have a Coke at the end of the day or a Dr. Pepper is like, like do whatever you need to do to, to, um, to incorporate healthy practices. And then you can continue to improve it as you go. But if you try to go all, the biggest point is if you try to go all in on your health and cut everything out and eat this way, it's not in my, the way I see it, it's just not going to work. You have to transition slowly and use um, incentives and things like that to help yourself. It's the same way. I know you've talked about on your podcast, Mo, um, quitting cigarettes, right? Same exact way. It's like you have to go kind of slowly and, and use certain things. I think the, the biggest point or the lesson that I've learned is like, you have to have substitutes, um, to make it easier. So again, example for me cutting out meat, I have fake meat that I can eat that I actually like that makes it easier. If I didn't have that, like, I just don't think it would work. So like, that's, I think that's the biggest key to doing these things is you have like quitting drinking for things like that. You have to have other substitutes to put in place. If that makes sense. Yeah. So knock off the alcohol and get on the heroin today people um mm-hmm. I, mean, that's yeah, I, I started off dipping actually and i went from dipping to cigarettes and when i quit cigarettes it was like way harder i felt like i like doubled the addiction or something 
but I eventually quit. Right. But that's the point. You eventually got there and yeah. yeah. And making beats was a big help for that. Honestly, when I look, go back and think about it because I don't smoke in my house. And so like, I just wouldn't want to go outside to smoke. And I just start when I, around the time yeah. I quit, I just started making beats, you know, and I'd be like, I'll just fucking get addicted to this instead. Um, exactly. yeah, that's the way to do it. But all right, man, we're going to play, uh, your new song that just came out this last Friday, by the way, on one of my beats, uh, I believe called yes. Leo's love. Is there anything uh, about this song you want to, you want to say before we play it? Yeah. Yeah, there is, man. I have a couple things about it. I'm not going to take too much time, but oh, you're good. Yeah. I just want to tell the story of the song real quick. So, um, just like you said, this, this, I believe was the first beat that you, um, ever sent to me. And the interesting about it, I don't know if you remember that, but the interesting about it is that I made something to it originally and the hook was kind of the same, but it just didn't feel right. And it didn't feel right to me. It didn't feel right to you. And I remember we had a conversation about that again. I don't remember if you recall that, but I do. And the interesting thing about this song again is that that was like, I want to say two, three years ago, like that type of time frame. Yeah. It was back yeah. when you first probably started listening to podcasts around then. Yeah. It was like when we first started like talking, being friends. Yeah. And uh, again, that's quite a while ago. And for whatever reason, I just never revisited that beat. And then just recently I came back to it. And this time around with this song that I'm dropping, it just felt really, really right. And it made sense. So I think that's, interesting and then this song this is my redemption song right like this is my less turned up version of return of the mac (laughs) (laughs) which i've been bumping a lot yeah lately by the way and if you motherfucking youngins don't know that song don't talk to me (laughs) yeah holds up (laughs) and uh you know i feel like i've said said and done a lot when it comes to my past marriage which is what this song is truly about and Saying it through music is like just, you know, saying my thoughts and my feelings and my expression is the best way that I can, I feel that I can truly express it because I really do feel like I'm an artist at the end of the day, you know, however you want to put that, but I feel like it's the best way that I can truly get my words out and my thoughts and my, and my real feelings. But, you know, I'm not perfect and I didn't, I didn't consider myself as a great husband, but I bring a lot table and especially for those people that I do love and in future love relationships and relationships in general I'm looking for people who truly value that and also bring that some type of effort for the best and that's really what this song is all about why I made it and why it makes so much sense well hell yeah man uh you know I think having a vision you know or what it all means is always cool because a lot of times I make songs I'm like I don't know I just made this shit, but that is different than the type of song that you make with like a purpose, you know? Well, for sure. But like, you know, again, it's interesting that it started out that way. It's like, I'm just going to make this shit. And then for whatever reason, it just didn't work. And then it came back years later as now it makes sense. Now it has a purpose. Right. That's true. It's true. It's uh, when you kind of, you know, I tell people like, you don't have to put out every song you make. You can just hold on to them for a while and see what happens. And like, you know, sometimes they'll evolve. Uh, So I think a lot of, especially new people, they want to just put out everything as quick as they can. 
and I'm uh, maybe they're fucking. I mean, what do I know? I'm not successful at music, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's my opinion. Damn it. No, you're right though. You're right though. Uh, but all right, man, I'm gonna play this song here, and I appreciate you being on. And then you know, whenever you got some motivational shit to tell us again, of course we'll have you back on. Yes, sir. If the people fuck with it, if they like it, we'll keep it going. If not, fuck you guys. No, yeah. If y'all hate keep, it, you know, keep being healthy, keep doing your thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, much love. I know I'll be back on the podcast regardless because you're my guy. And real quick, if you don't mind, just want to shout out a few people. Yeah, go for it. Yes, sir. So I want to shout you out, of course, my guy. And then shout out Skinny and uh, Snappy. Much love to them, the podcast hosts. And uh, shout out my Baron Lee Records team, Luca Days, Max Prav, all those guys. Um, my guys at EMC over there, my UST team, UIST team, Thetikos, Kenyon Harris, Dylan Dreams, Papa John, uh, Kid G, and then all my internet friends that will probably listen to this. Uh, my boys, uh, Brad and Coop, um, of course, Graveyard Entertainment, uh, which a couple of their artists, SoCo, Southern Comfort, Sir Nasty, H2, one of my favorite rappers, uh, CJ Jones, and our guy Puma, who's dope as fuck. And, you know, I'm sure I'm missing a ton of people, but just send a big love to everybody um, out there. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, they're all dope. They should be listening to the podcast. Yeah. If they're not, I'm cutting their names out of this fucking thing. So, yeah, cut them the fuck out. <laughs> uh, peace, bro. All right, peace. They say silence is a Leo's loudest cry. If they are speechless, their heart is too full with words. I wonder why we love in different ways. Like a nighttime sky, stars shine but don't always connect. It's hard to explain when you ask me my love signs. I try my best, but best don't mean it's right. What you don't see is the potential in me. When you do, I'll be gone. I'm not gonna wait while you contemplate. I'm better on my own. One day you'll regret girl who did me wrong so till then just comprehend and know that i know you know that he isn't right for you you do why give him all of your time when he ain't true no one will love you like i like i can do one day you will come to find Leo's love divine As we move onward and go our separate ways Can't put into words So close yet so far away My love won't be simplistic as you need if that's not for you, then I guess it's not for me. What you can't see is the potential in me. Even if you do, I'll be gone. Cannot wait and contemplate. I got things to do on my own. So while you regret, just don't forget.
forget It was you who did me wrong And all along I comprehend And know that you know I know that you are right for me and I Why give you all of my time Cause that's what you want No one will love you like Never find anybody like me. Forgotten one with leo's love um you know just singing his ass off you know y'all heard him y'all heard all about the motivation of the song and the story and you can hear it all there all the emotions out on that song um i will say when i first came across forgotten one you know he didn't lean into the singing as much and i'm glad he's leaned into it because you know i think he obviously has some natural talent there that you know i wish i could sing uh, so, you know, he's got to keep working on it. You know, I think that beat was perfect, you know, for his style. But I'm biased because I made it. So anyway, if y'all like it, go find him. You know, he's out there stealing your girl. Something like that. Um, all right, we're going to keep the fucking calling fest going. Eventually, I am going to have some solo segments here at the end. So if you're sticking around to hear me talk to myself, it'll happen. It'll happen. Um, but next, we're going to play the call-in jingle again. Or we're going to call SoCo. Or we're going to check in and talk some TV and music. The general type of topics. So, uh, anyway, play it. Let's give him a call. What up? What's up? What up? What's up, man? How you doing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What up? What up? Hello, hello. Man, I'm alive, so ain't nothing to complain about, brother. How you feeling on your end? Honestly, I'm super shy and introverted, and it's weird to have people I've never met before uh, talk to me, but we're going to do that right now. Great to be on, man. I feel like... Yeah. What's good, bro? How you doing? Hey, Mo. What's going on, man? Um, Are we recording? Uh, what's been going on, man? We live now. What's good with you, man? Uh, not shit. Just fucking living the dream, you know? Same over here, same over here. Um, but our man, I think we got to get into uh, playing the fucking What's Good jingle. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. I'm going to do this segment where I'm going to tell you what I'm watching. And if you like it, you can watch it. Maybe we can call it. So what's good? What's good? I'm going to tell you what I'm watching. What's good? What's good? And if you like it, you can watch it. What's good? What's good? I'm all about my entertainment. I'm going to tell you what I'm watching. If you like it, press play. What's good? What's good? So what I wanted to talk to about today, TV, I had two shows I want to talk about. So I'll bring up the first one. And then, of course, you know, anything you want to talk about on TV show, watch. 
And uh, the show I want to talk about, it's like the biggest show in the world at the moment, which is The Last of Us. So it is an HBO show. Oh, yeah, that's show. Uh, HBO, right? Correct. And it's uh, based on a video game series that I really enjoy. So, I mean, I, this is a weird one because it's kind of cool. My wife watches book or reads books and then like a TV show or movie comes out and then she's like comparing it the whole time. And I'm like, you don't even seem to like any of them, you know, like now I kind of have that experience right now with The Last of Us because I'm a really big fan of the first game. I think the second game is very good, too. I just didn't like it as much as the first. Um, But. You know, it's like a masterpiece came on the PlayStation three back then. It's like a zombie thing, but they're not zombies because it's fungus instead of zombies. And, you know, it's their own lore or whatever. And um, they've changed some stuff up in the show uh, just a little bit. But so far, it's all been for the better. I've I've only seen up through the first three episodes, but episode three changed quite a bit from what the game was. But it was 100 percent for the better. So I think right now everyone's kind of like giving them the benefit of the doubt. They're like, all right, let's see what happens. This is pretty fucking good, you know? And um, honestly, the first episode I didn't love because I just know the beginning of the game so well. And so I guess because I just knew what was going to happen um, and, and they were matching it very well to the game and the game's amazing. Like I said, the story of the game is amazing. So uh, I just wasn't really blown away, but everyone else in the world loved it. But this third episode, I think really pulled me in where I was like, yeah, this shit's pretty good. So the changes they made, since you know the video game and you watch the show, at least those three episodes, the changes they made, is it, you think it's for longevity's sake, like just so they can have a longer show? Or like, what do you think the reasons are for the changes? I'm always curious about that when they like drastically right. change something. Because you said it, it's something else in the game, but now it's a fungus in the actual show. No, no, that's actually, the, it's both a fungus, but the, the way the powers kind of work are different, like. Uh, in the show, if you like attack a man, like something that's like infected with the fungus and it's a touching the ground, it like sends a, a signal to other fungi people, which makes sense. And they talked about like an after the episode thing. They added that because they've since then researched how fungus works and you know, they go miles and miles. They can communicate to each other. Whereas, and that's just something they, I guess, didn't think about for the game. Um, and on the game, like you have, there's like pores and the shit will be in the air. So you have to like wear a gas mask at certain times. And that's not a thing in the show. You can't get it from just breathing it in the air. You have to get it from being bitten or eating something that's infected or something like that. And I get why they do that. Cause they don't want to have to put gas mask on people all the time. Cause I get, I get how that would be annoying for like a, a show you're watching, you know, the audio and all that. Um, but the third episode, they just, uh, in the game, you come across this guy um, and his dead lover, basically, but you don't get any of the backstory. So in the third episode, they just show you the full like their full love story for the most part. Right. And so, like, it's just extra stuff that you couldn't have seen in the game because you didn't have that perspective, you know, because you play as a certain person in the game. And so I think as long as they keep filling out the backstory like that and it's done really well, I think it'll it'll keep paying off. Not the first one to think about this comparison, but if you've seen both so far, how close would you say it compares to like The Walking Dead as far as where they're going with it and how long you think it might last? Right. Well, since I, you know, played both the first two games, I know because the second game is a few years after the first one, I believe. So I know pretty far into the timeline of what does happen. Um, I mean, I think The Walking Dead was at the beginning. It was like very like, holy shit, this is crazy. Uh, by the time season three happened, I was done with The Walking Dead. I know other people fell off way late. You know, they stuck around a lot longer. Um, I I think 
I think The Last of Us is a lot sadder than The Walking Dead. You know, it's not as hopeful. It's like every episode, I mean, unless they change drastically from the game, it's just going to be a very sad and somber game. So, I mean, I guess The Walking Dead is too, but there's still some like fan service shit about The Walking Dead, and that's not really going to happen in The Last of Us. Now, if they keep... Not, not many heartwarming moments. Right, yeah, there's very little. I mean, it, it's like small things, you know, because like in their world, humans are all kinds of pieces of shit, you know, and I know The Walking Dead is a little bit, but they're still like nice people in The Walking Dead. But I mean, they are kind of similar, of course. Um, and with us hitting a recession, I remember reading this years ago, the reason The Walking Dead was big or zombie movies in general, they're almost always are popular in moments of economic recession or, or a slow economy, because it's like parallels the feeling of dread that you get from like the economy is going to crush me slowly, but surely. Yeah, I guess it probably adds a factor of, well, I guess it could be worse. Right. <laughs> like, it could be zombies. I'm just broke. <laughs> At least I'm not running from the walking dead. Yeah, right. Uh, and so anyway, I think The Last of Us is very good. Like I, said, I hope they kind of do what the second season does. This, the second game kind of got taken out by fans. The The script got leaked early, and there's one trans character, and people got really offended by that online. Like, how dare they be political in this game, which is like, it's it is i mean all art is political in some way and everyone thought it was one of the main characters but it wasn't it was like a side character and then so like i don't know it was like got way overblown the second game came out but the second game still it was on playstation 4 it has better graphics than like anything on the ps5 like it the people that make these last of us games they're like the best in the industry their studio called naughty dog and uh you know I, I'm, I'm glad the show's getting some love they also made the uncharted games which they had a movie uh made last year about from that um so what tv show are you into at the moment um i got two that i wanted to talk about too uh i jumped into and this spawned off watching uh abbott elementary after the last episode of that went off uh kicked on the show the wonder years which i think most people classified as a reboot but it's actually i would say it, it takes place in the same time period as the wonder years it's just a different family so it's not like right. they're replacing, you know, all the characters, but it's kind of supposed to be the same thing. It's literally same time period. These other people exist, but now it's a you've seen it from like a black family's point of view. And I didn't think I was going to like it, but I actually enjoyed the hell out of it uh, to the point where I was like, man, it, I can't believe people haven't like talked about this show more. And then when I went to look it up, like everybody's pretty much saying the same thing, like, oh, yeah, I just discovered this and I hope they bring it back. So. I think they bring it back for season two. Uh, one of the reasons I like it, uh, the character Gus from Psych, um, I think the actor's name is Dulay something, but uh, he he was my favorite character on Psych. Like he was just funny as hell, and he plays the. Dad I believe he's on, on one. And uh, I believe he's on one episode of The Office. The same actor. He's the yes. black yes, felon think. that comes in, and he looks at Stanley like, "What's up, brother?" And Stanley looks at him like, "Fuck <laughs> yeah." <you." laughs> Yep, get out of here. This is my spot. Yep. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but nah, he um yeah, he like I said, he 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 does the show for me. And like I said, it's not a reboot, it's just another story from that time period. And they even, you know, pay homage a little bit and have a nod to the original Wonder Years um in one of the episodes throughout the season, which once I finished that season, it turned on the old Wonder Years. And if you watch it, the part of that show that refers to it, it's the very first episode of the Wonder Years. It like nice. has like two of the characters are linked. So 
that made it even cooler for me because I was like, okay, it's, you know, I'm not a fan of reboots in general. Like, I, I don't watch any of the ones that come out if it's trying to replace, you know, the original and be the original just in this time period or whatever. Like, that never does it for me. I mean, I don't mind a reboot, but I do think it's weird. And I explained this to my wife, and I think I finally got her on board that I'm saying this from a place of like a progressive place of like anti racism. But I think it's weird when they just like, let's just do this character, but black. And the black people will love it. I yeah. feel like it's patronizing in a way of like, well, instead of making them their own original content or their own original superhero or whatever, let's just make this other guy black or this other thing black. And I just think that's a cheap way of doing it. But when you told me, no, this is actually good. I was like, well, we'll think about it. You know, we we're always looking for shows to watch. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I don't think it's bad. Like I said, it's, it's been a while. Like, I can't think of the last time I saw like a black family show that wasn't like, not like a serious type show, like a million little things or this is us or stuff like that. But like one that's kind of comedy, but you know, a little bit of serious in it, but you know, a sitcom, you know what I mean? But not laugh track style. Right. It's well, a I little mean, more serious than a laugh track sitcom. We mentioned it earlier, but we both love Abbott Elementary. Um, you know, we watch it every week and it's a perfect example of like, because when I was growing up, I would say I liked like black television. I think that sounds weird now. You can't really do that. But like, I love, you know, I've mentioned so many times on the podcast, like I love Martin, anything on Fox. Back in the day, all we had was Fox and Fox was like black TV. And so I loved all that shit. Yeah, they had the best um, shows. But it wasn't, to me, it didn't feel like black exploitation or whatever. Whereas I feel like Tyler Perry shit I didn't connect with that because I felt like it was made at a it was made in a different way where I just didn't connect with it. Right? And I was like, oh, maybe I don't like it. But then I see some like Abbott Elementary. I'm like, it's not that it's like shouting we're black. It's just the people happen to be black. And then it's just like a normal show. And I know this all could be worded the wrong way, but I think you get what I'm saying. Like, it's not extra at all. You know, it's just it is what it is. No, it's yeah, it's 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 regular life. Like you could picture you should be able, like, to me, the, the perfect way to do a show where it's like from one race to another is exact same situation, but you just getting a slight slant on it from the other race. Like, um, like not it's not called Rock the Boat, but the other, you know, the show I'm talking about uh, that you liked. Um, I don't think you ever finished it, though. Uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Fresh Off, Fresh the, boat, off yes. the Boat. Yeah, well, they hit puberty and I was like, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it was hard for me to remember. Like, I could picture any race of family in that exact situation, but the comedy is just slightly different, you know, based on whatever their culture and traditions are, but they don't take it. Like they didn't take it way far out there. Like you, you could, it's still a comedy. You know what I mean? Like anybody could enjoy it. It's not like it's, we're gearing it toward this one race. Right. Well, and it's no, this race is here, but any race could enjoy this, but it's going to have comedy from this race's kind of perspective. Yeah. You, you kind of want the joke, like for fresh off the boat, Abbott elementary, all these other things you're talking about, like, you can lean into some of the quote unquote racist humor, or whatever, but you could have, if it was white too. Like if I ever talk about my family, if you notice, they all have a hick accent. Cause I'm like, in my mind, they're white trash. And so like, you're making fun of that culture. Like you can do it with any, anything. It's just, uh, you know, who can pull it off, I guess. Um, but anyway, wonder years, I did, I didn't want to mention, I love the original wonder years when I was a kid, one spring break, uh, after I'd gotten cable, uh, Nick at night was doing like a wonder years marathon and I stayed up every night of spring break and just fucking watched probably, I think it was like a season every night or some shit. It was like a crazy amount of, of TV. And this is probably one of the first things I ever binged. And I remember I was just like, you thought Wendy Cooper was like the hottest, you know, and you were just like, you were so fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> into it. And 
and also it was pretty progressive for its time or it seemed like it was progressive for its time because it was actually made later than it seems and so like it had it had like lessons and shit in it you know like vietnam war is bad and shit like that and uh, I just I really, really liked the Wonder Years back in the day. So I that was the reason why I was like, nah, it's kind of like right now I won't watch the that 90s show or actually my wife won't watch it because my wife loves that 70s show. And so do I. I think it's very good. But my love for that 70s show means, oh, I want to give it a shot. But she's like, I can't. So like we're waiting until I guess we get some reviews from people, which I've seen mixed reviews at the moment. But it's a similar thing. Sometimes That's they, on Netflix, right? It is. Uh, and <laughs> my wife's not. It's not really her complaint, but she heard what her coworkers saying. Like, I guess there's like an openly gay kid in that 90s show. And it was like, but that's not what the non like there weren't openly gay kids like that, you know? And I'm like, no, yeah, that was not a thing in the 90s. Like, that's when that's when they were definitely like, I, I feel like 70s probably had it was a safer space just because there was a lot of free love stuff. 80s, it probably got a little less safe. But 90s, I definitely don't feel like it was the safest space, especially for a kid coming out. Right. Like, that's when it was definitely like a lot of like anti. <laughs> and not Maybe even like, it wasn't were... even anti in a hate way. It was like anti in like a, we will make fun of you. Like, you're not going to get to be happy kind of way. Right. That's like, what that's I said. That's just how it was. I said, when we watch the show, I mean, I think if he's out, that's fine. If all of his friends keep making fun of him about it, <laughs> then I would be like, all right, that fits. Um, and again, not that, that yeah, you that's, should. That's the only way it could actually be the 90s. But right, exactly. That's just how the 90s were. Um, Right, the other show I wanted to talk about, because I finally almost caught up, I feel like. I might even be a whole season behind, but I was way behind before. But we have worked really hard catching up on Bob's Burgers. Um, so what happened was, every once in a while, I watch an episode of Bob's Burgers, you know, if we don't have nothing else to watch. And um, I got to mention, I'm ride or die for the first three seasons, except the first episode. It sucks. But after that, the first three seasons are so good, I used to just recommend them to everybody. And then at some point in time, it kind of all got repetitive you know in some way which of course it is there's like fucking 12 13 seasons something like that now um and but we hit one day where we happened to watch a few in a row that were just like i mean a plus episodes and i was like you know what let's just keep let's keep keep it going you know and friends i just watched this episode what i've learned is i just don't like Luis. And then a lot of like kids, because my wife's a teacher, so a lot of kids that like Bosburgers, their favorite's always Luis. And I, I've compared it to The Simpsons, because when I was a kid, I loved Bart Simpson, right? But when you watch it now, you're like, Bart's not, he's like the worst part of The Simpsons. And it's the same with Luis. He's more annoying. Yeah, they're just, <laughs> they're just annoying. They're not, they don't bring anything of value to the show or whatever. And then whenever it's an episode based around them, like this last one I watched was around Luis, I'm like, God damn it, this sucks, you know, like, uh, I don't know, but I love Gene, and I, I mean, I love all the rest. Uh, my wife loves Tina. That's her favorite. Um, I like Gene. I like Bob, but Linda, I actually quote the most, probably, because I, I fucking love Linda. She's so funny. Um, so, yeah, Bob's Burgers has come back Gene, around. Uh, Gene reminds me of uh, Bobby from King of the Hill. Do you get yeah. those vibes from him? Yeah, he does have some. He's a little more. See, I think there's a huge implication that Gene's gay. Me and my wife discuss this. She doesn't see it as much as I do. Um, but I'm like, but he's always like one of the girls and maybe that's just because he has sisters or whatever. But, um, whereas I don't think Bobby ever had gay vibes, but they are like softer, chubby guy, you know, they're in, they're in that realm. Yeah, they're softer guys for sure. Right. Uh, all right. What's, what's your second show? All right. So my second show, uh, it's not a new show, but it's one that I, I got back onto it. It's on season three now. Uh, and it's the Orville, which, Originally came on Fox. I don't know if it still comes on Fox. I know Hulu has it. I and think then I watched ju- season three on Disney Plus. 
Right. So uh, to my knowledge, the first two seasons is the Orville. And then season three is actually season one of the Orville colon something. Oh, like Frontier something or. Yeah. 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 And it's like new. Yeah, it it does. It's got like a little new something like subtitle. Right. Because we watched the first two episodes of the season three and it was like a soft reboot in a way, right? Like you could have not watched the first two seasons and there was just something I was like, I don't know. I don't really want to give it a shot. Now, if the season three people say it's great and it gets another season, I might go back. I love the first season. I thought it was really good. And then the second season, it kind of, I was like, it's kind of losing it. And then, uh, I don't know. The third just didn't grip me, you know? It, it was one of those ones for me. Cause it, it's been there for a while. And I just always be like, ah, not today. I figured whenever I did watch it, I was like, I'm going to want to just watch them all. Like, I'm not going to watch an episode and then come back in a couple of days, watch another one. Like, I was like, if I'm going to watch them, I'm going to just watch them all. And it's one of those shows where, like, I just, I love the way it's made because it's, I feel like somebody who's a, like, diehard Star Trek fan would probably hate it just because they would feel like it's making fun of it. But it does it so well as far as, like, the sci-fi, you know, this is how it would be if we became a space federation and all the planets got together. Like, it doesn't do it in a corny way, but it's got the comedy with it. And, like, even the just the backgrounds and the effects, all the acting, like, they just do a real good job. And I've never been, like, a huge Star Trek fan. I had, like, a summer where I was really deep into uh, Deep Space Nine. Like, I, I think for some reason I, I was always watching this one channel, WGN. It was, right. like, the only channel we had for, like, a summer. And that shit came on, like, twice, three, four times a day. That Hercules and fucking Xena, the Warrior Princess, like they oh, became yeah. my favorite shows because it was it was like the only entertaining stuff I had because we didn't have cable for like a summer or two, something like that. But I remember being into that and this kind of gives me those vibes. It's just it's nothing real special about it, but it's good. And plus, I like Family Guy and American Dad. So I support Seth MacFarlane. I like, you know, pretty much everything he's put out. Right. I've been digging. So. I, I enjoy it. I like all the characters. I like the relationships between them. It's It's got a lot of good moments. Yeah, I really enjoyed, uh, like I said, season one. I thought it was really good. Um, I think season two, what ended up losing me is like when the black doctor lady and the robot, this whole storyline, oh, yeah, I was like, yeah. who gives a fuck? Um, oh, that, and that gets deeper. So you're definitely not going to like that. Right. That gets even deeper in this third season. Well, it was, you know, Seth MacFarlane's character and then Lila Garrett, or not Lila, she's actually Tara from Friday Night Lights, the main chick on, on the Orville. Uh, I, like, their story was uh, interesting, um, you know, and then uh, I, don't know, I don't know why they made the decisions they did, but I just don't think they took the show. I think it had a lot of potential, I guess. Like, I thought the Krogan or whatever, not the Krogan, whatever the fuck they are, the monsters, you know, looking guys or whatever. I think uh, their whole thing's funny with that they're all men, you know, so they're all in gay couples like that. Was really oh yeah, they they hate women and yeah, they're gay, but they're not gay because they don't <laughs> they don't consider it gay. It's just right. It just is what it is. What they do, right? <laughs> kind of shit. So yeah, they, they, and they, they definitely do more of that. Like, there's a lot more like, well, like we've talked about it before, like on different shows with aliens. It's like, oh, these are supposed to be the black people. Okay, right. oh, these are supposed mm-hmm. to be the Mexican people. Oh, okay, these are the gay people. Like, and, and they just have a different alien kind of representing different sections you know of society or whatever but i think they do it well i like it right and, and like you mentioned earlier people don't know it is basically like a parody of star trek in a way but it is serious it's on a straight parody you know they're playing it serious in some way as well so and so it is a legit sci-fi but all right man 
I'm gonna play a song here. I don't remember if I sent you these songs, but you hopefully have them. If not, I'll send them to you right now. Um, but I'm gonna play one f- that you're featured on f- from our homie It's Your Boy H2. And the name of the song is Let My People Go. And this feature is you and Bradster X, who was on this podcast earlier. So that's fun. And I will say, H2 actually sent this to me um, when he sent it to y'all. And I was like, there's no way I'm doing this. I just felt racist being on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? Hearing it and just even from the start before I even wrote to it, I, I don't think I could hear you on it. Right. And I do believe you could do anything. So if you put your mind to it, I know you could do it. But it didn't seem like one that you would just want to do or like be like, oh, yeah, this is my shit. Right. I, I, I can say, yeah, I think I could have done something, but it wouldn't have been good. I don't think. But anyway, uh, let's play this shit. Israel was in Egypt land. Let my people go. Oppressed so hard they could not stand. Let my people go. So the Lord said, Go down, go down, Moses, Moses, way down, down in Egypt land. Tell old Pharaohs to let my people go. To make America bad again Free seven sex with children in the Vatican I've had it with it You don't even gotta be a mathematician To add it up, it's in front of us Count the victims They think we need a reset But we need a remix How do we not see behind all the deceitful reasons? We have no defense We let it happen playing pretense Stealing from us, run a sin And then we keep on digging If you're born, born, why you gonna die? Born, born in an underdeveloped country Twice more By design, they think control They gotta hold Bullets into their wicked ways Say it's to die for Only guarantee we can see Is they're gonna lie more Suppliers and raise the price to buy more. In general, this world is an eyesore. Way they operate, they day to day is divide more. Day to day is divide more. Slow down, gotta think about it. We gotta bore way through, gotta be about it. Tell the truth, don't be afraid to speak about it. Fuck a bush, ain't no way I'm gonna beat around it. We never do enough, so the future's fucked. I could do more, do truth, that's what sucks. I'm a hypocrite, judge me. All you want, the government is full of dummies, and they're corrupt. I come as I am, just so cold. H2, the finale to the whole show. He flow, H2 needs no O. Oh no, better know the book of Joe, though. My face make the devil go low, though. My soul is sold, it's been spoken for. And if life's a chick, then I'm boat. We the candidates, but no need to vote. Cause we here now, long bearded out. We don't fight about issues we don't care about. And if we can, and we scream and let my people out. We deserve the light, we deserve the righteous. We earned the right, we fought the fight. My tongue was tied. My teeth are crooked, my speech ain't right Nobody knows me, but God chose me So tell me how a heretic can oppose me Limitless faith, religion can't hold me The traditions can't hold me I rep God boldly Your intentions can't hold me I'm just another coming But the Christians don't know me God above all, saved by the cross How you gonna leave when you live by the laws? Live by the laws We all live by the laws So how we supposed to leave this place?
And how we supposed to lead you to another place It's time for leaders who really know where they going And it's time to be led there by those leaders H2, what up? What up, bees? It's a breeze when you see how to see the people be With they envy and greed, so envious of me Her Henny and my team now, I can easily feel When they about to sneak, whole world on my side So I hear it when they scream Some dude treating my trick just like a treat Don't think I won't show up on the motherfucking scene With ETs all on the screen And you'll be picking up the pieces Wonder how I even knew it Bitch, I told you I'm God, now you know how I do it So if you wanna be a Judas Well, it's time to meet the priest And confess it all to me See, I'm a double-sided coin And still all beasts So ain't no restrictions, bitch I never see a border They mad cause I keep piling up like a hoarder Sorry that the boss keep giving me orders And every angel you thought you knew Still supported, I'm the president So ain't shit to cover four quarters You'll never have my metaphors You can't afford it So before you get it on some baby shit That's aborted Everything I recorded is reported Know when I'm pissed Get up in your head and just sort it You'll be coughing Thinking that you got COVID But that'll be bogus Bitches get robbed For plotting on the dopest Cause I'm nothing but hoping Hopping out in an opponent Cause I rock and I roll it So nah, I don't wanna hear one eye older Cause I'm about freedom, but not a freeloader Yeah, there's a code, but bitch, I'm still a code And get it popping like soda Feet propped up on my sofa Yeah, we just strong, but not enough to take on a whole lawnmower Hey. It's your boy H2 Featuring Bradster X and Southern Comfort Let my people go One of the hardest and not hard as in dope but hard and difficult, one of the hardest intros to a verse to record that I've had to do in a long time. Catching the timing, like, really whooped my ass on that one. And I don't have no problem admitting that. Yeah, he Brad was telling me that <laughs> I had to develop a new flow because it's so weird at the beginning. It's like kind of, he was worried his was kind of off or whatever when he was recording it. But I was like, I think it sounds, it works. And I'm honestly, I think all three verses are really good lyrically. I think y'all really, you know, brought it. Yeah, once it got into it, it was fine, but it was like, and I've never been good at double dutch, but it's the only analogy I know. Like, it's like double dutch, like, but the ropes is going like <laughs> really awkwardly. And how the hell do I jump in this and get going? Like, yeah, that was a tough one, but I definitely enjoyed writing to it. Uh, enjoyed hearing it. Yeah, definitely one of my favorite features. I, I put it on that On list. collabs in general, I find the first line the hardest. Um, to just get the timing right because like i think every rapper you kind of have your your flow that you kind of do at every bpm or whatever even if you don't understand that's what you're doing you know there is something you're you're working some math out in your brain of like what flow works to this bpm and uh a lot of times i think i start like directly on the one you know like that's how all my beats are and a lot of producers, they kind of do it like on the four, you know, like they go like a quarter of the bar over or whatever. And so sometimes it's just like trying to come in to where that I can get back to where my flow would be. So, but yeah, once you normally can get into it, you know, you're all good. That's that's the part. The run up part is especially on an awkward, you know, style beat, which I would consider that one an awkward beat. But yeah, the run up is the hardest part. It's like, how do I run into this and really jump straight into the flow? You know, because I'm not big on a. Uh, I know they call it punching in or like chopping stuff up to make it work after the fact. Like I'd rather have a whole take where it's good. And then if I'm gonna chop some stuff up, it'll be like, you know, background shit or, you know, I, I don't want my whole verse to be not, you know, the one line spit from me first time or second time, whatever. Like it's gotta be an original laid down. I'm pretty much the same way. Like I, 
I used to only want one takes, you know, like I wanted to all be one one take. And I still like kind of strive for that, even though that isn't the way the new rappers do it. Most most new guys, I think, do punch in. That's why you don't hear their breaths and stuff, um, because they're just punching in one, two lines at a time. And the argument there is that you're going to get like the best vocal take for just those two lines. But to me, it doesn't flow quite as well. You know, it doesn't have that like kind of. And for some people, that's fine. But I do think for my style, like that's one of the few things I have is like my weird voice and delivery, you know, is kind of unique. Um, but I've I've come to where I comp things more now, which means basically I do like eight takes and then I'll go through and I'll keep the parts that are good. And then I'll look and be like, can I connect like these two takes for like one good take? And if I can do it and you can't tell that it's two different takes, like it sounds like my tone and everything's the same, then I'll do it. But if not, then I I can't have it. I don't want you to know it was two different takes, even though it doesn't matter. You know, I want it to sound like it's one. Yeah, no, nah, I feel you on that. I, I feel like I, I lose some kind of emotion if I do like a whole separate take. Like I've had verses where I write it and then I go to rap and I'm like, oh, I, I need an extra set of lungs to even make this partially work. Like there's no way I can fit this right. with the way I breathe. So I've had to like, OK, I'm going to stop right here well, and pick it up right here and say something in the middle on a different track. And it, it just never turns out quite right for me. Yeah, for sure. I what I write isn't is never comes exactly out how I spit it because I think something I have that makes me feel like I'm a southern rapper because I know Oklahoma is kind of like this in between the South and the Midwest. But I have moments where like I have to like hiccup a word a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I got a country fight, and then I can get like this maybe three syllable word down to two syllables if I say it this certain way. And, you know, and like twisting words to kind of like you force them to rap or rhyme or whatever. I like doing that. You got to you got to lean on them a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. I like I like when I can pull that off. Kind of like Saturday, which I really like the song. Say I should check it out. But I mean, uh, I, I, I mean, I literally took a pain pill. So like I really fell into the rhymes like when I was flowing, like it feels like I just barely get there, you know, but there's something about it. I love when I was stood down, like, fuck, I got to do that again. Yeah, for sure. And I, I can definitely hear that on that Saturday. Trip. Right. Um. So, um, what what's your music plans at at the moment, man? Anything you got to work it on? And I, I wish I had more time to record. Even when I have time, you know, it's that thing where you, you know, you don't have to do work stuff. You don't have to do regular life stuff like house chores or shopping or whatever. And then you're like, oh, man, do I want to get to recording? Because once you start, or at least I know for me, like once I write, writing's one part. I can write and then stop and not do nothing else. But if I write and then record, then I got to mix. I, once I do the verse, I got to do the hook. I got to mix it. Basically, I got to finish the whole song once I get to the recording part of it. And for me, like, sometimes it's just a matter of, okay, do I want this to take my whole day? Because if I'm going to do it, it's probably going right. to take my whole day. Like, that just is what it is. Like, I've never started recording. And it, it could be just two songs, you know. But it's going to last from whenever I start to probably whenever I'm about to go to bed. because. Like I said, laying it down is just the first part. Then I'm going to go through and do all the tweaks and moving shit around. And I might play it so long that I'll be like, damn it, I need to re-record that. You know what I mean? Like, it just... Right. See, if, Sometimes I just defeat myself and I'm like, I don't even want to start that process. Uh, I'm going to do something else with my day. Right. If I can get to uh, like a quick mix, you know, something that I'm like, all right, these are all good takes. I could leave it to come back and mix later. But if I feel like I may need to respit something, then yeah, you can't stop until you know you have all the parts recorded. Because the the way I've always explained, I know this is dumb, but it's kind of sound early, like the same tones or whatever. Sometimes it like the air sounds different 
You know what I mean? Like just in the background. And so like you could tell like if first one and two were recorded on different days because like just something's different about it. And again, maybe most people don't care about that, but it is something I care about. So, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. <laughs> and like with me, like, you know, I, I got allergies and shit. So some days I wake up feeling super clear. But then some days I may wake up, you know, feeling not as clear in the throat. Right. And I, I wrap some shit in the day. I wrap, you know, I wrapped it the day before it came out just like I wanted and I wrap it again. I'm like, why the fuck is it so nasally? Like, what's going like? And it's nothing you can do about that. You just gotta wait till it clears up again. So it's it's a it's a lot to do with that too. Like you gotta wake up yeah. and feel like you physically ready to you know go into it and go hard. Right. Yeah. The voice is a big deal, especially like like I mentioned earlier. I think I think my voice is probably like my biggest strength, which I hate kind of saying that, but all the compliments I've ever gotten, people have rather told me it's my voice or my delivery. They're like, oh shit, that's cool. Um, but like my new microphone, I really like it. Don't get me wrong. You know, I wait, I spend a lot of money on it. Um, and whenever I'm on it, it's really good. But also when I'm off, it kind of sounds way worse. You know, than my other mic did that I was using, like, it's like, I learned to finesse my other microphone. Like I did certain things. Uh, I was rapping in a certain way that I knew would sound good on that microphone, I guess. And now that I've switched, yeah, make it work right now that I've switched to one that's a little more, I, I feel like it's better, but I don't know exactly, you know, but there's like, I'll get takes. I'm like, fuck, I sound bad, you know, or I'll just get somewhere. I'm like a lot. It gets a lot more low end than my old microphone. So I'm always, I've always like a really high pitch voice when I rap, um, but I'm getting a lot more of the low end stuff and I don't know how to mix that as well. You know, that's not something I'm used to. And so it's all a learning curve, but I'm like, I think I'm doing, but I still think it's better. But also, I don't fucking know. You know, it's all a guessing game. <laughs> well, I will say this. Um, the, you know, to me, my what I consider amateur ear, because I, I just like shit based on, you know, either I like it when I hear it or I don't. You know, it's not really a producer ear or anything like that. But that different album, it's, it's dope. And it hits different. It's not the way you did it with just the styles you did, because you got a couple different styles in there. But sonically, which, you know, that's one of those industry industry words that gets thrown around a lot now. Sonically, it's all good. Like, it sounds all pleasing. Like, there's no songs where I hear it and it makes me, like, wince a little bit. You know, sometimes you hear, especially people when they're doing, um, when they're attempting singing, but, you know, they admittedly are not singers. Right. You know, you get certain bars and you're like, oof, that, that didn't come out good. But the way you did it and how you mixed it, you know, in my opinion anyway, I think you did real well on that whole album. Uh, I've been enjoying it myself. Yeah, I appreciate it. I that different than my next one, classy, are both of my old microphones. So I, I really hit a groove with the old microphone. You know what I mean? Um, but and the reason I didn't just cancel them and remake them is because I was like, well, I might remake them someday. You know, that's kind of my thing. Maybe in a few years or something. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I really like different. Um, my wife asked me for a copy of it the other day, and I was like, let me listen to it real quick. And then I was like, because I was a little depressed, you know, in the last week or two, because that happens to me. And I was listening to it and I was like, holy fuck, this whole album's like super depressing. Like, I didn't realize, I don't think in the moment, you know, when you're when I'm making it, because I'm just kind of making, you know, what I'm feeling or whatever. Um, but I was like, oh, yeah, this one's kind of a bummer. But it is also got like some good it's just life is you it's got good vibes but it's also a bummer you know so it's a weird contradiction um but i do think it is very much it's probably like the spiritual successor of too pretentious in some way you know i think as well um which was like the first thing i ever self-produced 
But yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I, I felt like I felt like it was more of a portrait continuation. Yeah, see, I kind of still think portrait's just my little, best. Just a little longer. Which uh, I know I shouldn't admit because it's not my newest or whatever, but I still kind of think portrait's better than any other little project I've made. But I spent a lot of time mixing it. You know, like I spent a lot of time on it. Um, and maybe it's just nostalgia, you know, makes me think that. Um, but also have Classy coming out um, in March, which is all vinyl sample beats. So, uh, you know, that's its own thing. And you're on two albums or two up two tracks on that. Brad is on two tracks on that. Um, one of those y'all are on together. So everyone should look out for that. It's going to be now one of those tracks. Is it is one of those tracks, the single that's already out by this time? Um, I believe entitled Eat That. Yes, that is that on classy. Eat That should have just came out last Friday, I think, if my math's correct off the top of my head, but I'm not positive. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, yeah. we had this song uh, called Eat That Out. Y'all can go hear how the beat was made and uh, the full song on the podcast that's uh, on the secret show. Uh, if you're a patron, I'm excited for them. I'm excited everyone's loving that episode. I'm just going to predict that one. Uh, <laughs> hey, and if you're not a patron, it don't cost very much to become one. Go ahead and support your local podcast. The podcast with Mo is a organic podcast. It's good for the environment. You should support it. You should give those Patreon dollars so that we can keep it going and make it better and better. It's nothing wrong with doing that. Support the things that support you. I'm telling you, this podcast is good for your mental health. I'm not a doctor, but I played one in a play one time. Yeah, Dr. Soko says. Um, but yeah, so we got a lot of, a lot of music plans uh, happening this year. Um, and I also got to shout out Sir Nasty. Of course, your label mate. His uh, new album is great. We are the exclusive player of some of the full songs here, unless you go to his band camp. Uh, but yep, only place you can hear it unless you buy it for the most part. And I've I mentioned it earlier when I was talking to Brad, but um, Cool Like That is is my jam. I'm just a big fan of Cool Like That. So Yeah, him and the Queen, they, they did their thing on that one. I think that's a favorite of mine, too, to be honest. Right. Well, I just love what he does, you know, with the beats and all that. And I actually have both of y'all, you and Sir Nasty, another little beat pack. But I was looking at how many I've sent y'all, and I'm like, I guess I no, there's no rush. I'll wait until <laughs> I'll give it a minute. <laughs> so I just sent a lot of beats. All good ones too. Like it's none of them so far that we've gotten have been like, oh, okay, he's gotten to the trash folder now. That <laughs> he just doesn't, he don't, he's just giving shit out. Like this is all good shit. So for those out there who think that these beat packs are just throwaways, like just know that when A to the most sends you a beat pack. It's legit. You know, these are not throwaway beats. And even if they are throwaways, because that does happen sometimes, I won't lie. Or they're ones that, like, for me, they would be throwaways, but then I put them in a folder. And then before I send y'all stuff, I go back through and remix all of them. And then I'll, like, lean into your sound more, right? So if it's something that might have been trash, but it might have had, like, a weird xylophone or something, I'll be like, oh, Soko would kill, like, on an organ. So I'll change that xylophone to an organ and then kind of rework it a little bit for your sound or for what I imagine your sound would be. Um, so that's I think why they always turn out decent because I normally give them a little polish before you know they go out again but also I tell everyone if you don't want any of these just let me know which ones and it's cool so again if you don't want any of them just let me know it's cool but alright man uh, I'm gonna play you off here with one of your songs uh, off of your album I believe it's still SoCo is that correct is that the name of it 
Yes, that is the name of the song. Or the name of the album. That is, oh, no, the album is Soko Talk. Gotcha. Soko gotcha. Talk. The album is Soko Talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting it. So we're going to play Dirty. Dirty is one of my favorites. Like, I, I really enjoy that one. Yeah, I, I think it's a good one. Uh, good sound for you. Um, also excited to hear... Uh, I got last time you were on, we brought up how you and CJ have this little collab album y'all are working on slowly. And Siege just hit me up today and told me he's moving to day shift. So he's finally off night shifts on the okay. day shifts. So maybe that'll get some progress going on the work. Cause I'm sure it's hard as fuck working night shifts and then trying to get off <laughs> to fucking music. I, I would imagine. I don't know. No, music, music after working all night. Like, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, it wouldn't work for me. But all right, man, I appreciate you being on. Uh, you know, we'll uh, have you on, of course, whenever we have more TV talk and anything else. Hey, sounds good to me, man. We're going to play it out with that dirty. Y'all enjoy it. Right. And we out. Peace. Thinking we funny, but if you jump, then we stump it. We got that dirty sound. That's why my flow is so muddy. We got that dirty, 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 dirty. We got that dirty, dirty sound. Dirty, 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 dirty. We got that dirty, dirty sound. Dirty, 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 dirty. We got that dirty, dirty sound. Dirty, 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 dirty. We got that dirty, dirty sound. Down here is the real dirty. Eat, sleep, and hear dirty. Walk, talk, and act dirty. Women get their backs dirty. Come to the south and we gon' show you the same. We got that dirty sound. Smoking 30 pounds of that Jane. Hard to explain. We do it for the love of the land. And if you love it like we love it, you gon' do it the same. This ain't no pop star rap. This that down in the dumps. This is that gritty for really coming up out of the slums. I know you thinking we funny, but if you jump, then we we got that dirty sound, that's why my flow is so muddy I'm so cold dirty, the beat and the bass can't get no more dirty I'm so cold dirty, the beat and the bass can't get no more dirty You heard me, you heard me, you heard me, you heard me, you heard me We got that dirty, 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 dirty We got that dirty, dirty sound Dirty, 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 dirty. We got that dirty, dirty sound. Dirty, 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 dirty. We got that dirty, dirty sound. Dirty, 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 dirty. We got that dirty, dirty sound. We come from the bottom of the barrel. With Christmas ain't by carols. No busting bows and arrows. Big guns with extra ammo. We handle with much precision. Like serving food in the kitchen on Thanksgiving. It's a family thing. Wood grain on a Chevy is a hood thing. We could change, but the public loves it so dirty. I'm Southern Comfort and Graveyard is even more dirty. So pass the green as we reflect upon the fallen dreams of Dr. Ken. Oh, this wedding is a legend in fact. Little witches pictures hanging on plaques Not to mention the applause for legends like Ray Charles Outcast and Goody Mob We got that dirty sound Straight from the underground We got that dirty sound Straight from the underground We got that dirty sound Straight from the underground I know you thinking we funny But if you jump then we stump it We got that dirty sound That's why my flow is so muddy 
I'm so cold dirty The beat and the bass can't get no more dirty I'm so cold dirty The beat and the bass can't get no more dirty You heard me You heard me We got that dirty 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 We got that dirty dirty sound Dirty 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 We got that dirty dirty sound Dirty Dirty, dirty, dirty. We got that dirty, dirty sound. Dirty, 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 dirty. We got that dirty, dirty sound. Oh, this Redding is a legend. In fact, Little Rich's pictures hanging on plaques. Not to mention the applause for legends like Ray Charles, Outcast, and Goody Mob. We got that dirty sound, straight from the underground. We got that dirty sound, straight from the underground. We got that dirty sound, straight from the underground. Uh, Southern Comfort with Dirty. Um, you know, I like that one a lot. Something I never asked him, I meant to. I could have, I guess, but I forget. You know, it sounds like he took two different beats uh, and kind of combined them, you know, that I sent him. So I don't know if I can take credit for that full production, but I never really brought it up because of what if he was like, no, that's exactly how you sent it to me. But that's my guess of what happened, you know, when it switched up, because I don't think I made those switch ups. But again, uh, it was a long time ago, you know, with some of these beats. So who knows? Who knows? Uh, but I like it. I'll go check out Southern Comfort. All right. I'm getting here at the end. Um, man, I did not realize how long this episode was going to go. Uh, but I guess I've kept my promise of making each episode longer than the last. I don't know if we'll make the next one longer than this one, though. That's for sure. Um, but I really wanted to keep my top five little list going. Uh, so let's play the top five jingle and knock this one out real quick. All right, top five list. Now, um, I am doing video games today, just very generic. Top five favorite video games of mine. Uh, I've done my actual top 50 with Brad before, where we did a top 100 together. So if you're really curious of even more video games I like, you can go look at that for that episode in season one. I will say my list has already changed. You know, and I was thinking about it. Even that day we, me and Brad did our big list, I was like, immediately had regrets and was like, no, this shouldn't be there. And this shouldn't be there. You know, it's so funny. Um, but again, kind of like, uh, I've done with mother top five lists of season two, this is kind of just going off gut, you know, kind of different criteria in my mind that I might've had before, you know, before in season one, I was like, I just wanted to mention the cool shit or like rare things or something. I don't know. Like it was like, it was still my top five list, but I like weighed different criteria differently. So, uh, you know, for this time, top five vi- favorite video games. I'm just going with things uh, I beat a lot. Maybe get brings me joy. You know, has some sort of sense of comfort, if you will. Um, so anyway, let's start it off um, again. I should be going five to one, but I feel like for this typical for this list, I should go one to five. It just makes more sense to me for this. So <clears throat> my number one favorite video game of all time um, is a PlayStation One and PSP game. 
uh, called Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions. I mean, War of the Lions is the PSP title. It's a better version. It is also available on like tablets and your cell phone. If you really had to nowhere else to play it, you could play it there. Um, it's a tactical RPG. So you have like a party that levels up, you get abilities and stuff, but then you move on like this chessboard type thing. So it's, it's a strategy game. Um, but you can kind of just brute force it by leveling up, you know, and I don't know. Final Fantasy Tactics is a great one. I have great memories uh, playing it with my cousin Rusty when I was a kid, uh, kind of being his sidekick. And then whenever I finally got a PlayStation one of myself, I, it was like one of the first games I beat, you know, on my own. And I just had a lot of pride about it. Even now, if I started a game and play it till the end, I'd feel very cool. Um, I kind of have it like really super figured out. So it's not that challenging to me these days, but um, you know, just a really, really big game. And I like any game that looks like it. If I see a game these days that resembles it, I'm like, we're buying it, giving it a shot. So Final Fantasy Tactics, my number one, probably forever, because that's how nostalgia works. All right. My number two um, is going to be one that, you know, it constantly could be for number one. It's another game I beat multiple times. I've actually gotten the platinum in this game three different times on the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5, and that is Skyrim. So that is Elder Scrolls 5. Now, I used to say that Oblivion, which is Elder Scrolls 4, was my f- favorite of the series, but I think as time's gone on, and now I've beaten this one f- three different times, it is better. It's, you know... All the mechanics that they've improved on, I think, are better. There are things, of course, I like about Oblivion because I, you know, put hundreds of hours into that game as well. But I think Skyrim uh, is a solid number two choice. It's kind of a basic bitch pick, you know, in a way. Uh, you know, everyone's played Skyrim. They all like it. You know, who doesn't like Skyrim? And then, you know, some people are, I'm sure, are too cool for Skyrim in a lot of ways. But to me, it's just very simple. Um, but there's just so much to it. And there is nothing quite like a Bethesda game. It's what's trying going to drive me to fucking try to play a video game on my PC once they don't come out on PlayStation consoles with the Starfield shit. But, uh, you know, Skyrim is immaculate. They, they'll release it forever on every system, I think. So if you're ever curious and haven't played it somehow, it is out there for you to check out. Um, all right. Number three on my list. Now, this is where things definitely switch up from my list. I did with Brad about a year ago. Uh, I'm going to go with Stardew Valley now. I've platinum Stardew Valley as well. And for people that don't know that aren't video game people, platinuming something um, just means that on the PlayStation ecosystem, I got all the achievements. So modern games, they have a list of all these achievements that you need to complete. And they actually popularized them with Xbox, with Xbox achievements. And then PlayStation took that, did the same thing, but then added a thing called a platinum trophy you get for whenever you get all of those, you know? So, um, when you platinum something, it's just like this, you 100% of it, I guess. Um, even though that isn't always the case, but that's kind of what it implies. Um, so anyway, Stardew Valley, I platinum that it's a very hard platinum to get. Um, I was very proud of it. It is a farming simulator type game, RPG elements as well. Um, there's this game called harvest moon. I used to love back in the day. This is kind of like, the guy was inspired by Harvest Moon and Zelda because it's got some dungeon crawling elements to it as well. And uh, he kind of just made a modern game, you know, one man all by himself in that style. Uh, 
it's just amazing. You know, I, I, I really, really enjoy it. You know, you just inherit a farm from your grandpa and then you buy seeds, you plant your fucking crops, but like you can only do so much in a day. So you have like so much energy and then you're trying to meet all the townspeople and you know, you become friends with them and different shit. You can romance the ladies in town or the fellas, if that's what you're into. Um, but you know, it's just a simple game, but it's very deep, honestly. Um, you know, I just, I really like it. I think it's a masterpiece and, uh, I think it deserves to be in my top five uh, list because I really like, it. I think about it all the time. Um, it's a great game. Uh, number four on my list. This one will be a little controversial for some video game fans out there, but I'm going with no man's sky. Um, I've platinum no man's sky twice, once on the PS4 and once on the PlayStation five. Um, now when it first launched, this game is, uh, it was launched in a trailer uh, that showed it off. It was like, you get in a spaceship, you leave the planet, you can fly into space and land on another planet. And you can do that. But um, when it came out, the expectation, the hype for the game was so high that it just didn't deliver what people wanted. Now, I wasn't one of these people that were really that upset. I thought it was like, yeah, this kind of seems like what they said it was going to be. It was a survival game, which wasn't something I'd played much of up until that time. Um, you know, I kind of skipped the Minecraft and all that, but it's kind of in that same genre. And, uh, you know, you're just in space and you land on these planets and, yeah, it's got like thousands and thousands and thousands of planets to my understanding. Um, and you discover animals and, you know, everything looks weird. It's all procedurally generated. You can build little bases. Well, at first you couldn't do the base building. So later on, like a year into it, cause everyone just hated on this fucking game. Whereas and I platinumed it while the people were hating on it when it was on PS4. Um, but it, it came out with all this base building stuff. It added vehicles, uh, you know, added all this extra fancy shit. And really it's an amazing game now. So when I went back and played it again, on the PS4 after the updates, I was like, oh, this is great. And then when I platinum it on the PlayStation 5, I uh, was even more impressed. I'm like, man, this has really come a long way. So I, I I, almost wish I could platinum it again. You know, if that was an option, I would. You know, I even went back and got the optional trophies. I beat it on survival mode, which is like you can never die during the whole game. And it's pretty intense that way. Um, but it was really fun. So really like No Man's Sky. I think it's great. And then my number five uh, game, this one was very tough to do, honestly, because this could be so many different things, you know, when you're trying to fit this in here or whatever. But uh, for me, it was a game I've played on an emulator recently, and I loved it growing up. So I'm going to go with Ogre Battle 64. Um, it's in the Ogre Quest saga line or whatever. You know, it's like all these stories. Um there's not many games like it. I don't even can't really describe it here to do justice on an audio podcast. Just look it up. If you're curious, you're like on a map over a screen, sending units places and you're like managing unit groups. I don't know. It's, it's really complicated, but when you're playing it, it doesn't feel complicated. Um, so I just, I really want another game like that, but I've, like I said, I've played and beat it recently within the last year. And so I was like, you know what? I think it, I could put it up there that high because uh, even playing it as an adult, I'm still like, no, this is really good. That's saying something because I think Nintendo 64 games fucking suck, but it's the best of the best. Um, so I'm going to put Ogre Battle 64 as my number five favorite video game. And again, these are just favorites. These aren't the best ever made or any of that. And then in the future, I may even do more specific by genre or console, you know, just to expand it out more because... I plan on keeping these top five lists going for, you know, a while, as long as I can. So anyway, top five lists. 
thanks for checking that out. And, um, you know, we're here at the end of the episode. Um, you know, I'm sure there's something else I need to talk about or mention, but also this episode is going to be a long one. So do we really need to keep pushing it even further? The real fans will say yes, but the fake fans will say no. So maybe I should. No, nah, we're not. We're not going to. Um, but you know what I do have? I have me um, breaking down. I believe it's a song on this one, but it's rather a beat or a song. But I believe this one is actually a song. So uh, also let me know what y'all think about these ending beat tutorial things. Is this a big waste of time? Do you like them? You know, I'd appreciate some feedback on that or any um, segment we have. So y'all just reach out to me. A podcast at Check out the Patreon, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, get a merch uh, shop t-shirt, all that shit. Um, we'll be back next week with Snappy and Skinny. Uh, thanks for checking us out. Welcome back to another end of the podcast segment of how the fuck we make the beats. Uh, I know this has become the hit segment. That's just my guess. We're making these way before season two, but we're going to be ready. Damn it. And people are going to love it. Uh, Yeah, this one. This one becomes a song of mine that already exists uh, out in the world. So this is fun. And, uh, you know, this is going to be on my album called Classy that comes out in March. Uh, But this is from my song Brad Pitt. So we're going to start with the song I sampled. It is uh, one of my favorite vinyls I've purchased is a vinyl called Billy Preston. I mean, that's the artist's name, but it's also the name of the vinyl. And uh, God, it's so good. I love 60s soul music. It's like some 60s soul funk stuff. And uh, anyway, this song is called Bells off Billy Preston's self-titled album. And we'll just listen to a little bit of it. I hear the bluebells Quietly ringing Silently singing songs with no reason. Ah, so good. Um, so yeah, what really caught my eye uh, on hearing that was just the very first part. Those bells, which the name of the song is Bells. Um, there's a very the part, the very beginning that was just real clear, real crisp. And I was like, that's the shit. That's what I need. So I isolated that part and then we just looped it. And then we uh, got this right here. Uh, so, yeah, you know, that's a good little loop there. Now, you'll notice the little uh, snare roll or something, whatever that is there at the end, that it kind of throws it off. You know, it's not quite 
right in my opinion um so what i did is i used uh grow speed which is a program I mentioned on here before a lot of times i use it to halftime stuff but another thing i can do is reverse things so i actually have it here uh, it does it with like this uh line graph kind of thing and uh the last in the fourth count, uh, you know, I have it being reversed. So it's one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, you know, and that's how you count. So in that fourth part, it's actually reversing it. So what you'll hear now is that loop, but the fourth part's reverse and it, it gets rid of that, uh, that drum, uh, those drums that were kind of interfering. All right, so you know there it is. It's very simple, very repetitive, but I also kind of think it's perfect. Uh, you know, I mean, so when I was making it, I remember just really from the beginning being like, "This is it." You know, I really like this shit. So I kind of knew I was probably gonna end up keeping this one. You know, uh, that is what happens, especially when I sample things. I'm way more likely to keep those than put them in my beat store because I feel weird about selling sampled beats. I'm not sure of the legalities. And I ain't about to commit no crimes or at least talk about them on a podcast. Um, so, yeah, you know, I had that, liked it. Um, and then I just added a kick and snare. Very simple pattern, you know, very simple snare. I think it doubles up every four or something. And then the kick, you know, is um, very simple shit. And then we have like a little rim shot uh, per kind of at the end of the loop to just set it apart. All right, you know, there it is. So um, it sounds very simple. You know, the kick doesn't really sound mixed that good or anything like that, but uh, it definitely has um, something about the bounce to it. You know, it really works for me. Like when I hear it, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I can rap to that easily. So uh, just I was really feeling this one. Um, so next step, I just uh, added some high hats and an open hat. Uh, and then in the second half, I basically just speed up the high hats. Now, I've said this before, but the hi-hats to me always kind of represent the rapper's flow. That's kind of what I go off of. Maybe I shouldn't, but that's just the way uh, my brain works in rapper world. And uh, I know me, I typically start a verse kind of more chill, a little slower, and then uh, I progressively kind of get more energetic or aggressive or whatever as the beat goes along. I I think, you know, I think you said something I feel like I do. So um, on this, you know, the hi-hats, they get crazier as the as the thing goes along here. So yeah, you know, I think that sounds pretty decent. It's a good little loop. I definitely get the good skeleton of the beat for sure. Um, so all I think what I did next was 
like I, I think I mentioned on last week's beat tutorial, if I remember correctly, uh, you know, sometimes you can't just repeat that or else it's just going to be very fucking uh, repetitive and boring after a while. So you got to have a part that kind of breaks it up. So something I do, especially for beats I want to keep, um, cause I don't, I hate making hooks, you know, it's not my favorite thing. So you just kind of make a small hook, a, a smaller area. Uh, and then you just kind of change it up. So on this side, it's something real simple. I just half timed everything. So the melody gets half time, the drums, everything uh, just slows down in half times. And it adds this cool little somber effect um, that I think really sounds nice. Uh, so yeah, you know, that'll be like the little turnaround. That's the, uh, and after that, it'll come back in, go all hard again. Um, and you know, that was the relief of the pressure, if you will. I mean, I'm always mentioning building and relieving pressure. Um, so, um, only thing really left to add to this one is I need some low end, whether you know, bass or 808 or whatever and choose. On this one, I actually went with an 808, which isn't my typical things. Uh, I normally prefer like a bass guitar uh, for my own stuff, but uh, this one went with a real distorted 808. I think matched up pretty well. Um, hopefully, you know, because I thought like I made a song with it. So anyway, let's check it out. So yeah, you know, real fat 808 there. Uh, I like it. Now, like I've mentioned many times just here, uh, I did keep this, made a song out of it. Uh, it's called Brad Pitt. One of my favorite songs I've made. Now, it is kind of stupid. You know, like lyrically, it doesn't make sense. The first lines are dumb. It's like a weird little Wayne knockoff line. But sometimes you just got to get the shit going. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure I was like intoxicated and was just like, let's make a fun song. Um, but there is some about it I really like, you know, it just raps and bravado. And I know a lot of people be like, if you're not saying something with the message, it's not hip hop. So I guess this isn't, you know, but uh, it's fun and I like it. Um, it's going to be like on my album called Classy, which is all sampled beats that are sampled from vinyls that I ripped and um, pretty proud of it. You know, it was different uh, to mix it that way. And it has its own kind of vibe. Um, but stay on the lookout for that one coming out in march if it's not already march because i don't i don't know when any of this comes out um so anyway let's uh listen to brad pitt yeah. uh bitch 
the fuck up The F is for a don't worry what's in the cup The homies got the grips, they act like a nunchuck My ninjas know I'ma eat these beasts like scrumptious Dumb shit, tryna make these pussies come quick Light it and pass in traffic, I'll be done quick Weed disappears like some trick Just a habit, I grab it and take it hits like a drumstick That's dumb sick, no, this is Patrick I'm a star, I've been smoking since a quarter past six Chopping bottles, you can hear it in the static Tired of the internet, everybody, life is so tragic Half imagine, the other half is laughing at anything that happens, like react dramatic You sad bitch, get me on the track, I'ma crash it And glorious bastards, I be feeling like Brad Pitt Bitch, I don't care what your dog said. We all know I'm gonna leave them all dead. All these rappers sound like all they fans, and I see no broke man like bald heads. See no hoes, all they rap about bread. Made to my hoe, all I rap about is head, and I love being pussy, don't tempt me. If these pussies on the track, I do it plenty. I do it for free, won't cost a penny. Like a black, I'm Brad Pitt. And, and, the, and the mo makes beats. And, and the mo makes beats.